it's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs. Week one in the books. Week two is now upon us. I'm Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries. Todd, you got a football hangover going on? No way, man. Loving it. I'm just loving it. I tell you what, there was some sloppy football this weekend, but it was wildly entertaining all the less. Don't you agree? I mean, the NFC East in particular, Bill, a couple primetime games. Entertaining, lots of points, lots of fantasy juice, lots of mistakes from from some high-caliber teams and quarterbacks. So I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I was up super late last night watching, you know, uh, even the Texans' comeback of the Chargers. And loved every minute of it, man. Can't get enough. You know, it's funny because the, we saw the Denver Broncos with that big-time performance on Thursday Night Football. Peyton Manning had the seven touchdowns, 462 yards. I think that kind of set the tone for the rest of the weekend. And maybe other than that Eagles-Redskins matchup, there was really nothing that came close to it in terms of offensive production. So I was a little disappointed at that light. I was I was expecting fireworks from the Saints and the Falcons, and the score is 23-17. I, I was a little upset with that game. I'll say, I'll say this. Again, if you're talking primetime games, right? Yeah. The Thursday night one did not disappoint fantasy-wise. Right. The 1 o'clock games, which were – there were a boatload of them. You're right. They were a bit disappointing. But then you got the Packers-Niners. That, that's the game. That's then the game you got Giants-Cowboys. Yeah. Then you got Eagles-Redskins. And even Texans-Chargers came through fantasy-wise in some yeah. respects. So, if you – you know, I, I hear what you're saying. The bulk of this of the – Slate, the 1 o'clock games, kind of disappointing. You had some right. weird no-shows from, like, Megatron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the running backs, Spiller, Trent, didn't have great games. But I guess if you're just talking, like, the primetime spotlight games, I thought that, I thought they were phenomenal. You're right. You hit it on the head with the uh, Packers and the Niners game. That was a good game, really good game. And the Giants-Cowboys game was very sloppy. I was very excited to watch the Eagles play. I wanted to see Chip Kelly's offense in action. Uh, what did you think of the Eagles? Fast pace, a lot of points on the board. Mike Vick looked great. LaShawn McCoy looked great. Hey, man. Um, you know, you and I hosted radio shows in the past where we covered college fantasy football. And who was our favorite team for years? Oregon Ducks. Yeah, and why is that? <laughs> we love the running backs. Yeah. And, the, and their offense to be, you know, the more dual threat more quarterback. They always have a dual threat quarterback. And they always have not one, usually, but two running backs that are. Yep. Wildly successful, and by the way, they also utilize a tight end quite a bit. Just so for, you know, they don't have usually have a stud wide receiver. But bottom right. line is, I wasn't that surprised with what I saw um, from the Eagles. The, what I was surprised with was all the, uh, you know, the turnovers by the Redskins. I mean, that game got out of whack real quick. Right. It, it was actually in one league bill. It was kind of a fantasy delight for me because I had Lashawn McCoy and RG three. So in the first half, and in the early second half, I'm gobbling up points from McCoy. And Second then once half. it was like 33-7, yeah. I'm looking at RG3, and he has negative one points for me. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Well, then, you know, it was throw, 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 throw. And before you know it, he had like 19 or 20 points when all was said and done fantasy-wise. So, um, the, you know, the, here's the deal with the Eagles. 
Uh, I'm going to throw something wild out there for anybody listening. Ooh, love it. Getting wild early on. <laughs> Getting wild already. We haven't even broken a thing down yet. If you have Michael Vick as like your QB2 and you have a real strong QB1 already, look to trade Vick soon. I'm you telling you. So. Trade bait. Uh, he, he took so many hits, man. He did. He, and he was limping towards the end of the game already. I'm telling you. get. I mean, he's going to have – got to like the schedule coming up. They got the Chargers next, Chiefs after that. Somewhere in there, as long as he's healthy and upright, if you are good at QB1, because he's a QB2 for most people out there, I would think. Either that or a low-end a low QB1. Right, maybe if you're in a 12-team league, you're the last guy to take a quarterback, you grab Vic. Yeah, and if you have Vic, you better have grabbed another quarterback. You know, you were smart enough to grab another good quarterback, hopefully, you know, somewhere in that range. I'm just saying, I would, I would not trust him throughout the year. I just don't see any way. I think Chip Kelly's going to run the hell out of him. I don't think he cares. I think Chip's just going to run him, and then when he's out, next man up, they'll put Foles in. They'll alter the offense a little bit, obviously, because right. Foles, you know, is like a Can't run. stork out there instead yeah. of a little speedy little guy. So, mm-hmm. but it was exciting to watch. It was it was uh, it's good for fantasy. You know, last year the Eagles were a fantasy non-factor, and that's going to change this year. I loved what I saw from LaShawn McCoy. He was only one of two running backs this week, Todd, to get over a hundred rushing yards. Uh, a third player did get over 100 rushing yards, but that was a quarterback kind of surprising here, Terrell Pryor from the Oakland Raiders. What happened to the running backs this weekend? Trent Richardson, Maurice Jones-Drew, Stephen Ridley, C.J. Spiller, David Wilson. The list goes on. Even Adrian Peterson started off the game gangbuster, 78-yard touchdown, and then he finished the game with 91 total yards. I'm not sure what happened to the running backs this weekend, but Shane Vereen and LaShawn McCoy only two running backs to have over 100 yards. Yeah, and Vereen's hurt. Um, and Vereen's hurt. I mean, we'll get into this when we get into our champs and chump, chump segment. But, um, yeah. hey, Reggie Bush came up big, buddy. He oh, yeah, he, he was uh, delightful. He looked like the USC Reggie Bush on that screen pass. Yep. When he, he cut the through the middle. That was, yeah. that was awesome. So we'll get to all that. There's a lot to talk about, Bill, and, uh, you know, a little time to do it. Only two hours, so we gotta we got to get to it. All right, so here's what we're going to do in the show today. Week one's done. We kind of gave you a little recap. We'll recap it further with Champs and Chumps. We'll go over the injuries that impact your fantasy team, and then we're going to transition to week two. We'll talk about waiver wire, free agency pickups. We'll help you guys out with whoever you're looking to claim. Tuesday night, big waiver wire night, so you can give us a call, 855-478-7030. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. We'll also, if we have time for it, Todd, we don't know if we'll have time for it, but we'll try to take a look at some of the matchups for week three, help you guys with your lineup. So it's a little early for start sick questions, but I understand people, uh, they get excited. They, they want to look forward to it. They're very enthusiastic. So we'll help people out with their lineups as well. 855 uh, Todd, what do you say we move over and kick it to our producer, Josh Deering, who's going to play champs and chumps for us. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. Excellent job, Josh. We appreciate it. How would you enjoy uh, week one of NFL? Oh, it was fantastic. It's been many years since I've had Sundays to myself. I've usually worked Pats broadcast in the past, so this is the first time in five years I could enjoy the games. Nice. Good for you. I'm sure that was, I was, sure that was very relaxing. Oh, it was, except for my fantasy teams went 0-3. Oh, we'd oh. like to hear that. You're not taking our advice? What happened? I uh, just ran into some bad matchups. Played against Peyton? Yep. 
Yeah, see, if you played <laughs> against Peyton this weekend, or it's Victor. really tough. Really tough to uh, make a comeback from that. Victor Cruz, too, Bill. All right, so let's get to it, because both of those guys are on our champs list this week. And what we like to do is we kind of like to look back at the previous week of action and say who were the champs. Obviously, we are the fantasy football champs, so we love the champs, and we don't like the chumps. The chumps are the guys that didn't play well, that kind of burned you, uh, burned your team if, if you started them. Uh, so here we go. Week one, quarterback champ Todd Payton Manning. I mean, this one's obvious. He was 27 of 42 for 462 yards. Seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Good enough for 46 fantasy points. Yeah, Bill. And, you know, we've talked about it at, at nauseum during the draft season of August. Uh, wait on your quarterback. There was one league, Bill. We also talk about know your scoring system. Mm-hmm. I'm in one league where the quarterbacks have heavy points for bonuses for length of touchdown. And, you know, you get 10 points for like a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah. And you get all these crazy points for 300, 400 yards. So in that league, he actually Peyton Manning actually was sitting there for me at the top of round four. So I actually kind of went against. Had to grab him. Had to grab him because he, he was top three quarterback. And 73 points, Bill. See, that 46-point stat line that I just pointed out was the bare minimum. Standard. Four points for passing. Right, yeah. standard league. Four points for a passing touchdown. No bonuses. What did he get you? 73. Points? 73 points. My God. I and you know. That. I mean, in that league, I, I scored. You know, I think the high points for that league was like 140 for the week, and I think right. I had like I think I was right there, like 138. So it wasn't. It's not like a league where you score 250 or something. I mean, right, I scored right. half my over half my points. That's crazy. Yeah, that might be the best performance we will see all year, and it happened in week one, the first game of week one. Kind of crazy to think about. Uh, speaking of quarterback champs, Colin Kaepernick from the 49ers. That's our guy, Todd. Loved what he did against the Packers. It seems like if only he can play the Packers every week because he destroyed them last year in the playoffs, and he did it again here in week one. The, it'll be a little tougher this week going up to the 12th man in Seattle. Seattle Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can already anticipate, Bill, we're going to get a lot of calls this week. What do I do with uh, CK7? Because you know you want to plug him in there every week, but – this week, mm, I don't know, man. Tough to do. That's going to be tough. <laughs> so, But you know what? He'll have a lot of great matchups. He didn't really rush it that much. No, mostly passing. 412 yards passing for Cap. I think that's a great sign. You know? It, that's a sign it, it shows of a, a little bit of maturity, you think? Exactly. Yeah. It, it really does. Um, I mean, you look back at the quote-unquote running quarterbacks. I mean, Vic, how, how many – he still hasn't learned. I mean, Vic, you know, all those years, he would always look to run first, run first. McNabb, for years, ran first, ran first. Right. And already in year two, Colin Kaepernick shows that he can stay in the pocket. Man, he has a laser. Doesn't he have a laser for – Yeah, <laughs> just I throwing mean, on just, ropes. And Bolden, and we'll get to Bolden late in, in, later in this uh, segment, but what a pickup, man, for a six-round pick. Are you kidding me? Crazy. The, the brothers Harbaugh, what the hell happened there? Was it, Did someone lose a bet at, like, Thanksgiving dinner? I think whoever lost the Super Bowl got to get yeah. Juan Bolden. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick, by the way, only 22 rushing yards, seven attempts. So, yeah, he was pass, He was looking to pass the ball. He passed the ball 39 times, completed 27 of them. Mm. Final quarterback champ we got is Eli Manning, even though the Giants lost to the Cowboys. Manning's stats, we don't care about their – win-loss record for the real NFL. All we care about is fantasy stats here. And Eli went off for 450 yards, four touchdowns. He did have three interceptions, but the 450 yards, four touchdowns, that's an incredible performance for Eli. How about Ruben Randall? I mean, three 
100-yard receivers. Yeah, you know, that's what happens when you have five or six turnovers and you're trying to play catch-up to the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. And the same thing with RG3. I mean, he looked awful in the first half. The The second half, half, he racks up the 300 yards passing. So I hear you. And, you know, you love the garbage time points. But but still, I mean, again, long-term, look at Ruben Randall stepping up. Loved uh, Ruben Randall, did a lot in training camp. The Giants are really excited about having him. And we know Hakeem Nix is usually nicked up. So Ruben Randall can see himself in that number two starting role for the Giants by midseason. Quarterback, what's that? uh, I was going to say, I thought Nix looked all right in the opener. Nix looked great. He caught like a 78, 75-yard pass, and he looked fast. I mean, I think he was kind of dogging it a little bit in the preseason. Yeah. But he looked great in the opener. Yep. Uh, right, quarterback chumps. chumps, Todd. Yeah, let's transition over to the chumps. No one started Blaine Gabbert, but we like to poke fun on fun at him anyway because he's just that bad. He's a quarterback chump this week. 16 of 35, only 121 yards. He might have gotten negative fantasy points because he had two interceptions, and then he cut his hand. I don't know how you cut your hand, but he cut his hand and he needed 15 stitches. So hopefully that means the end of Blaine Gabbert and we'll be able to see Chad Henney. Because I have Maurice Jones-Drew. Yep. And without Chad Henney under center, and if you have Cecil Shorts, you'd be thinking about this too. Yep. Without Chad Henney under center, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to do anything on offense with Blaine Gabbert. Now, we spent a long time, actually, one of our shows earlier in August talking about this. How we'd much rather, you know, we just want them to cut ties with Gabbert and roll with Henny. Not that Henny's some, you know, savior, but fantasy-wise, he's uh, productive enough that right, it'll help make it Cecil Shorts. It'll help Justin Blackman when he's back in the flow. You know, like you said, it'll help MJD. He's a game manager. I mean, football-wise, you know he has very little upside, like in right. winning football games, but he's, right. he's all right. You know Gabbard, I mean, he's, he, I guess they, they were hoping that they could catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe, maybe he would live up to his draft uh, selection from a couple years ago. That's not the case. Now he's hurt. This is good news for fantasy, and let's hope Penny can get in there and be just, man, you know, be manageable, right? Yeah, right. Be manageable. Complete some passes, for God's sakes. <laughs> Blaine Garrett, 16 of 35. It's awful. Like 40%. Yeah. Uh, this name may surprise you, the next quarterback chump, but it didn't surprise us at FFChamps.com. We had him ranked outside of our top 12 because we were nervous about the matchup, and that's Cam Newton, who went against the Seattle Seahawks. Cam was 16 of 23 for just 125 yards. He did get a touchdown, but he didn't rush the ball a whole lot, only 38 yards for Killa Cam, which equated to about 12.8 fantasy points. Uh, I'm going to blame the matchup on this one, Todd. Very low-scoring game. The Seattle Seahawks defense is ferocious. Uh, Cam is going to remain a top-10 quarterback this year, but just for week one, we had him outside of the top 12. Yeah, I agree with you. The, the matchup was terrible. But I played a lot of leagues. I know mm-hmm. you do, too. I don't have Cam in any league. And, Neither um, do I. And I, I took think Kaepernick over Cam. Well, exactly. I think yep. that uh, subconsciously uh, – see, coming out of college, Bill – I mean, I labeled him as – I really had a hard time reading how he would do in the NFL. I just thought he was going to be a total boom or a total bust. Right. And he had the boom year, his his rookie year, and he was kind of a bust last year. And I still had 30 touchdowns last year. Yeah, but he didn't he live – he didn't live up to expectations. I think that's because people took him as, like, the second quarterback. Well, that's what I'm saying. People were thought that he would build upon his rookie year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is this. I play in a lot of leagues. You play in a lot of leagues. He's not on any of our teams. That says no. something. It does, but I just think it says that I liked guys better than him based on where his ADP was. 
So in a lot of leagues, I had the choice of taking – I always wait on my quarterbacks. I had the choice of taking Colin Kaepernick, right. Cam Newton, or Matt Stafford, or Matt Ryan. Maybe not Matt Ryan. Maybe Matt Stafford. So Stafford, Newton, Kaepernick. In all of my leagues, I have Colin Kaepernick, Matt Stafford, and one league I have Matt Ryan. I, I just didn't take Cam. I passed him up. Yeah, exactly. I don't think – I don't know if that means – I don't know what that means. I still think he's a top ten quarterback. I just didn't want him on my team. Yeah. Well, I, 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 again, it's not something that we really talked about a lot in the preseason. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Right. But I think it says something, man. I think that I think he's just a kind of a wildly inconsistent quarterback that has lots of highs and lots of lows. And uh, you know, guys like Stafford, guys like Cap, I think they're going to be more consistent throughout the year. Uh, moving on to running backs. So that was the quarterback champs and chumps. Let's do the running backs, Todd. Again, only two running backs this week had over 100 yards, but Adrian Peterson still had three touchdowns in this game. He broke the first carry of the game, a 78-yard touchdown. He looked great, but the Lions kind of figured it out later in the game. He only had 78. I'm awful at math. He finished with 93. On that opening run, he had 78 yards. So yeah, he had 17 rushes for 15 yards the rest of the way. The rest of the game. But he still had the three touchdowns, so he's one of our running back champs. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about how the 1 o'clock games were kind of a bummer. Uh, the first five minutes weren't a bummer. I mean, first rush, first carry of the season, he goes 78 yards. Did you hear the play call by the Vikings guy, by the way? I yeah, he was if, great. I don't know, if Josh, if you have access to that, but the Vikings um, hometown radio network – the call on his first carry was tremendous. <laughs> yeah, but Got yeah, really you know. So yeah, he's a he's a champ this week. But uh, you know, seventeen rushes for fifteen yards—a little bit of a concern. Uh, moving on to Reggie Bush, twenty-one rushes for ninety yards. Todd, how about this? A hundred and one receiving yards. That's a hundred and ninety-one total yards from scrimmage. He also had a touchdown. I believe he had a touchdown called back in that game. Could have had two TDs. But he finished with about 25 fantasy points in your standard scoring league. Love it. I have him in a couple leagues, and I'm loving it. Um, I mean, to see you know, him get the bonus for receiving yards, that's incredible. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, hey, but you know what? He did it in the preseason, too, man. You know? He had some, right. he had some huge uh, receiving yards in the preseason just playing one or two quarters of ball. So I was uh, thrilled to see it, you know carry over to the regular season i mean bill this offense they just spread you out yeah and get him and they're able to get him into space it's very like marshall falk like in a way right you know what i mean when it's almost uh, like the offense is built for him i mean it's you know it's kind or of he's the, the perfect fit for this offense he is it's kind yeah. of like what they did if you if you saw if you were watching the eagles game last night when they had that camera angle from behind the line and they'd, uh-huh. show the, and they'd show the play in slow motion. They'd show the running lanes that McCoy right. had. I mean, just gaping holes because they were spreading them out. They had two, you know, four guys, five guys wide. Right. Same kind of thing with the Lions. They spread you out. And they can, I mean, it only takes one or two plays for him. And he, he can take it 20, 30, 50 or to the house. And, man, if he can do that every week, look out. I mean, he's, he's a beast. And in PPR formats, Bill, good Lord. Now, the only thing about Reggie is you will see him or you will hear him. Uh, we'll talk about him in just a little bit on our injury report this week. Kind of a tough blow because, you know, Reggie was a guy that is kind of prone to injury throughout yep. his career. Now, apparently this is nothing serious, so we'll talk about it in a little bit. But right now, Reggie Bush, absolutely a running back champ for week one, 191 total yards and a touchdown. How about Shane Vereen, Todd, another player that had a 
dominant performance, 159 yards from scrimmage. He had seven receptions, but he too got injured in this one. Actually, he got injured on his first play of the game, but he powered through it for the rest of the rest of the contest. Yeah, and this guy, we told everyone listening to grab this guy in a free flex. Grab this guy, and especially in PPR, right? I, he, I gobbled him up in almost every league I got him and, and was not disappointed. Kind of burns you now. Now it's kind of kind of hurts. Kind of hurts. No, I'm you know can I just can I just vent for a second here. I have Lamar Miller in a lot of leagues and in most of my leagues this week I used Shane Vereen as my flex play because they were playing against the Bills. I like the matchup. Over Miller. Over Miller, so which was right. a great play because Miller did squat, Vereen looked awesome. Then yesterday I find out that Vereen's hurt and now I'm a little bit nervous about Lamar Miller. I was so excited for him. Now I'm nervous. And I can't even use Vereen until probably October. Well, That's going to be a big blow. Let's, let's transition right to the running back chumps because okay. Lamar Miller is one of the head, head guys on this list. Yes, he is. Bill. Uh, you warned me. You warned me, Todd, and I didn't listen. Uh, you know, I warned you. Last, last was it Thursday show or Tuesday? I can't remember. I think it was last Tuesday boring. show, and I drafted him that night. I said, Bill. I don't know what we're going to get out of this guy. Be oh. careful drafting this guy. Yeah, and I have him on uh, two leagues, but I got him really late. It was like one of those early August leagues. Right. And, uh, and then I got him as an RB4 in another league. <sighs> I mean, are you kidding me? Ten rushes, three yards? It's uh, And the uh, worst part is that Daniel Thomas got the goal line carry. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, I just you can't trust him. <laughs> now, it's just a bad situation. I, I was watching that game because I also have Trent Richardson, who looked like garbage as well. But that game was just weird. Like I didn't think I didn't, I didn't feel like it got into a flow. There were a lot of turnovers, a lot of short uh, fields for their offenses. I don't think either team put together real like solid drives. So maybe week two, both Trent Richardson, both Lamar Miller will get some more opportunities to run the football. Bill, if Lamar Miller had averaged two yards per rush, it would have been good. I mean, it would, not good, but it would have been like, okay, you know. Right. He averaged .3 yards per rush. Yeah, terrible. What in the world is going on? And that's against the Browns? <sighs> yeah. I, you know, but I'm with you, man. It's funny you say that because I have the same situation. I had Verena my flex, and I had Miller as my RB4, kind of on the outside looking in. And I was like, oh, I'm not playing Lamar Miller this week. I'm going to wait and see on him. Now I wait and I saw and unfortunately, now we need to plug him in, probably. Right, because Vereen's out. Yeah, unless I get a wide receiver or something. But uh, right. we'll get we'll, we'll get to all the start sits later. But so he he's a, one of our chumps. But Bill, how about David Wilson? I feel really bad for this guy, Todd. He has all the talent in the world, but if you can't hang on to the football and you can't pick up, uh, if you can't do well uh, in pass protection, you're not going to play. And that's what we saw from David Wilson. In the second half of the Dallas Cowboys game, he had two fumbles. He actually finished in my starting lineup with negative fantasy points. I lost by three points because David Wilson couldn't even gain a single yard without fumbling the football. Terrible, terrible performance from David Wilson. The Giants are are working out Brandon Jacobs, Willis McGahee uh, today as we speak right now in hopes of finding a competent running back that knows how to pick up uh, the blitz on pass protection. Right now, David Wilson, he looked lost out there. It's really too bad because he's got a lot of talent. He's an explosive playmaker. I think the Giants are still going to use him a lot, but he's not going to be their featured back, which we thought he would be once Andre Brown went down 
in the fourth preseason game. I, I, I could have sworn I saw Tiki Barber in the gym this morning. <laughs> you know, the, Tom Coughlin did a great job when Tiki Barber had some fumbling problems early on in his career. Uh, so if he can fix Tiki Barber, he plans on fixing David Wilson as well. Uh, we'll see what happens. But the Giants, they, they said it. They have to use him. He's still very much in their game plan. This was just an awful performance. It, it, terrible. Negative fantasy points, Todd. I mean, Blaine Gabbert had negative fantasy points, but no one even has Gabbert on their roster. David Wilson was a third-round, fourth-round uh, pick in most fantasy drafts, and for him to finish with negative points in week one, that's a killer because you're looking at your lineup uh, throughout the day, and you're like, all right, well, you know what? I still have David Wilson playing in that Sunday night game. He's a lock for at least eight points, at least. Yeah. And he gets negative two points? Terrible. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. I don't have him on any of my teams. Um, Good part for you. Of it is, I'm very frustrated. Well, part of it is a lot of my drafts happened right before the Andre Brown injury, and Andre Brown was probably going to be the, the goal line vulture. But also, he's a chunk guy. I mean, he's not a grinder, you know. He's not right. Wilson's not a guy who's going to get you four yards of carry. He's going to get you 18 yards, negative two, yards. two. You know what I mean? Right. Now, over the course of a game, the stat line might look pretty good, but he's really frustrating to, to watch. I watched him in college, same thing. He'd break huge plays. And then other games, he would just, like, disappear. Um, now, the fumbling thing, I don't know what's going on, but I tell you what, I mean, what happens when he fumbles again? I mean, what's going to happen? Like a couple weeks from now, again, next time he fumbles the ball, is he getting yanked? Is he, is he getting yanked every time he fumbles now? He might. You know, it's funny because we saw a lot of players fumble this weekend. Stephen Ridley had two fumbles. He yep. got benched. Yep. Alfred Morris had two fumbles, but Shanahan left him in the game. So you have to start to wonder, Todd, does the way that the NFL practice, the, the way the NFL practices now, you can't hit players in practice, there's no tackling. Is that starting to take effect on some of these running backs? I don't know, man. It's week one, man. I think it's just week one. They, week they one jitters? Perhaps. I mean, and with Alfred Morris, yeah, he fumbled the first play or one of the first carries he had of the game. But the second, the one, second one, I didn't one think the pitch sweep, was that yeah. great from RG3. Right. You right, know? Right, right. And that's a that's a weird play call in the end zone anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you calling a deep pitch when you're at the goal line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just Shanahanigans going on. Shanahanigans. There. So who else do we got on the RB Chumps list here, Bill? Uh, we mentioned Lamar Miller. We mentioned David Wilson. I just talked about Stephen Ridley with his two fumbles. He got benched, which is why Shane Vereen made the running back champ list. Ridley, 46 yards uh, and, a, and a fumble against the Buffalo Bills. How about C.J. Spiller, speaking of the Bills? Terrible performance from C.J. Spiller. We had high hopes for him. 41 rushing yards, 14 receiving yards. He also fumbled the football, and we saw a lot of action from Fred Jackson which the Buffalo Bills coaching staff said that we would not see this season, but Fred Jackson got a, a lot of opportunities in week one. Yeah, and that was a close game. Which is kind of alarming, alarming. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like they were, you know, in a huge hole, and it was, you know what I mean? Or they were way ahead. I mean, this is your this is your guy, and it was a close game. They were actually leading for a while, and he didn't, I mean, I don't know. He had 22 touches, Bill. Mm-hmm. But what's alarming is just the production. He just didn't he, – he couldn't turn out any yards. Yeah, I'm a little concerned with C.J. Spiller. I think he'll be fine, but we'll see what happens with this Fred Jackson situation. I think in order for Spiller to really shine, he, he needs to know that he's the guy, not Fred Jackson, looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Let's move over to the wide receivers, Bill. 
The champ. How about the salsa dancing Victor Cruz? Five catches, 118 yards, three scores. That's about 30 fantasy points in most scoring systems. Todd, you know this is my boy from my hometown of Patterson, New Jersey. Incredible performance. Three touchdowns for the Salsa King. Gotta love Victor Cruz. I target him in every draft, and this is the reason why. For whatever reason, defenses still underestimate his speed, constantly burning past the secondary. Love watching Victor Cruz play. Totally agree. Um, and he killed me in one in one league, playing against him. Just terrible. Just brutal. Brutal. <laughs> the, the Dallas defense, the end of that first half, uh, what are they smoking back there at safety? Well, it's like th- that's Williams. what I'm saying. They're underestimating his speed. It's still uh, uh, shocking to me. Three well, what years was, in the league. I'll be honest. What was more surprising to me was, because we've seen him catch those deep balls, just being a red zone target. Like, you know, you know how it is when you watch a game on TV. You mm-hmm. see the pocket. You see Manning going back at the 20-yard line or whatever. You see him fire the ball back, you know, back of the end zone. And you figure it's going to 88, you know, big right. tall Knicks. guy. Yep. No, 80. Yeah, because Cruz is – Manning trusts him. He knows he's reliable. He's got great hands, and he can jump. He's pretty – he can jump. Yeah. Kid's a, kid's a playmaker. Another guy that can jump is A.J. Green. No surprise here. And thank oh, goodness one ridiculous. of the stud wide receivers came through this weekend. Nine catches, 162 yards, two touchdowns against Joe Hayden, no less. It's, it's oh, no, no. What not, am I talking about? Not what am I smoking? Uh, Peanut Tillman. Peanut Tillman. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous the way A.J. Green can move around, move his body and, and twist and turn. For such a big guy, he plays like a Victor Cruz's uh, size, the way he can control his body in the air. I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5". Uh, his body control is just unbelievable. Crazy, crazy performance for A.J. Green. If you watch, just go back and watch like some of his routine catches. They're not routine at all. I know. Like He'll move the chains on, on a third and eight. And it's like a crazy catch. Like, how did he catch that? But for him, well, it's, it's just another play. Again, and I butchered the name there, but there were two matchups we were looking at, and one of them was this one with Tillman and A.J. Green. And we'll, yeah. get to the, we'll get to Joe Hayden in a second. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I love the highlight package. I think it was NFL Network. They had a highlight package of just A.J. versus Tillman. You know, okay. They showed like 20 plays, just yeah. the two of them going at it, even Back when it was a forth. running play. Right. What a battle. That was awesome. Just, I mean, they, they each won. I mean, obviously, A.J. Green came out on top as far as the – Production came, you know, kind of uh, individually. But Tillman yeah. made his place too. That was an outstanding battle. Loved it. Yeah, sure was. I think he had a couple of first row numbers, interception, fumble return, uh, fumble recovery. Yep, good stuff. The other wide receiver champ we got is Demarius Thomas. Very quiet in the first half. And if you're watching that Thursday night game, you're seeing Thomas running to the end zone. But it was Julius Thomas, the tight end, <laughs> in the first half. Demarius Thomas, boy, did he come alive because, you know, Todd, only winners get wings. Second half, five receptions, 161 yards, and two touchdowns for Demarius. He took a screen pass yep. for like 80 yards. Just incredible, his moves in the open field. Yeah, uh, that's why you get him, and he's going to score plenty of touchdowns this year, man. But, yeah, you're right. It's funny, just like I said with Knicks and Cruz, the 80-88 thing. Yep. But you yep. kind of squint. Even on a, even on a nice HDTV, you kind of like, is that 80? Is that 88? Who is that, you know? And in the Denver case, you're right. Big number 80 scored touchdowns, and you're thinking, oh, it's Demarius. Then you're like, that's not Demarius. You know? We got we got to get a cut of him saying, only winners get wings. Yeah. Love the way he says it. Uh, the final wide receiver yep. champ we got is Anquan Bolden, and we alluded to it earlier in the show, 208 yards. The only player this week to get that 200-yard club. 13 receptions, and he also had a touchdown. 
He played motivated. He played angry, and I think it showed. Hey, man, he's just one of those guys who he, he's just a veteran. He just he knows how to get open. He's not the fastest guy. He, he, we know he's got great hands. We know he's strong, but he just gets open. And he, he's one of those guys that he knows where the first down markers are. He knows where his feet are at all times. You know what I mean? He doesn't make any mistakes. Other than Vernon Davis, the Niners don't have anyone to throw to. I know. So it's going to be a lot of Anquan Bolden this year. Hopefully you picked him up on your roster. Yeah, I agree. Let's move over to the chumps, Bill. How about Mr. Mike Diva Wallace? You know, this guy really kind of irks me because after the game, the reporter asked him why you only had one target, and he goes, oh, well, you have to ask the coaching staff about the about the play calling, about the game plan. You know, you're the new guy in town. Let's not start questioning. Let's not start causing any problems with the coaches not calling enough plays for you. You didn't get open. You look like crap out there. You ran some wrong routes, and Joe Hayden covered you like a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, big-time free agent. What, 58, 60 million? Yep, five 30, years, 60 million. 30 guaranteed or something? Uh huh, something crazy. I didn't really get it. Um, I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams. I just don't have him on my fantasy teams at all. And I, I don't know, man. He, he has the money now. You got to wonder. We talked about it. We made fun of him a little bit early in August, uh, Bill, where we were saying, and now he's down in Miami, just chilling. He's got Hanging the out. stack of cash. South uh, Beach. How motivated is he going to be, you know? Thongs. So. Women in luscious thongs on the beach. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I don't know. He's not a guy that I've, I've been rooting for. I don't have him on my fantasy team. So no, me either. For me, uh, I know he burned a lot of you out there. Uh, a lot of callers were asking us about him last week. We told you you could have a rough outing. I didn't think it would be that bad. but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can't trust him right now. You got to wait for him to get involved in the offense. Brian Hartline right now had what nine catches, 100 plus yards. Looked pretty good and had a touchdown grab as well. Mm-hmm. Moving on, the Roddy White. We're going to give him a pass this week only because we know that he's injured. I think the injury is pretty serious. He was more of a decoy this past weekend against the Saints. Two receptions for 19 yards for Roddy White. We're certainly keeping an eye on that situation. Might not play this week. Has never missed a game throughout his entire career. Very uh, serious in question for week two. Two guys we're not going to give a pass to is Des Bryant and Calvin Johnson, Todd. I don't know what happened. I thought Des Bryant was going to have a monster game. The Giants' secondary is really banged up. They have some uh, backups playing in the starting lineup, but they pretty much shut Des Bryant down. Four receptions, 22 yards. Yeah, they rolled their coverage over to him, and Miles Austin and Jason Witten got open, and he didn't. Uh it was interesting, and there were a couple plays where he was open and Romo didn't hit him. Right. Remember the, after Romo got banged up a little bit, uh, there was a play, a deep a deep kind of corner pattern, and he was open, and open Romo like underthrew him by like 10 yards. You know, I think that Romo was favoring those ribs or whatever whatever he was hurting him at the time. So very disappointing with Dez. And, of course, Megatron, I mean, come on now. You know, they did take away a touchdown from him. It seems like the Calvin Johnson rule only applies to Calvin Johnson. I mean, he crossed the plane with the ball in his hands. The ground forced the fumble, and they took it away from him. Yeah. Lions settled for a field goal. Well, there's a lot of people cursing those two because those two were the first two wide receivers off the board in many leagues. Right. <laughs> I mean, Megatron's always the first one off the board. Dez was number two in a lot of my leagues. So, Mine too. You know, I'm not. I can't. I can't be worried about this right now. I'm not worried about it. Very nah, disappointing. You can't, you can't be. But I'm not worried about it. 
mad, upset, disappointed, but, I mean, Calvin Johnson does mind. They're going to be just fine. Quickly, Todd, let's go over the tight end champs. Jared Cook, what a, what a phenomenal performance from these three tight ends that we're going to talk about. Jared Cook, actually, I'm going to throw a fourth in because I don't see him here on this list. Jared Cook, Julius Thomas, Jordan Cameron, and Vernon Davis. We were very skeptical, skeptical about the tight end position this year, but three of these guys, Jared Cook, Jordan Cameron, and Julius Thomas, were on our sleeper report. Vernon Davis, top four pick, top three pick of the position. But it's great when some of our, our predictions in the preseason come out and hit in week one. I, you know, absolutely. I mean, the two sleepers, they, they weren't really – when we Cook and Cameron were sleepers that I had no problem uh, drafting as like a low-end tight end one. You know, if I waited on my tight end and I did that in a lot of leagues, yeah, I got Cook, and then yep. I, some in some cases I was able to get Cameron as well, and they both are looking great. I mean, yeah. just unbelievable. And let's not forget Cook. I mean, he had the Honey Badger steal a touchdown from him too. Yeah, how about that? He could have had a third touchdown. He was and that was going, a big run too. That was a great play by by uh, by tur- yeah Matthew. Honey Badger. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a great player by the way. Yes, yeah, but yeah, man, Jared Cook uh, making a lot of people happy. And but you called Julius Thomas last week. I was kind of like, who you know, Julius Thomas? How's he going to have any any major production? I think what did I say? I think what did I say? Uh, Fifty catches, seven touchdowns max for the tight end. Yeah, he had two already in week one. I know. So I know, I know. I think it's. I think the Broncos are just going to spread the wealth all year long. He's going to be productive tight end. He may finish in the top five like he did this week, and then he may finish. You know, maybe around that 11, 12 range some weeks. But he's certainly a guy that you want on your roster only because the Broncos' offense is so explosive. Let me put you on the spot. Rest of the way rankings, Bill. Let Cook, check Cameron, out. Thomas. All right, hold on. Rank them. Let me pull it up. Uh, we have the rest of the way rankings on ffchamps.com. Right now we have Jared Cook, number six behind Rob Gronkowski. Jordan Cameron, number seven behind Jared Cook. And Julius Thomas in at number nine behind Jermichael And the Finley. reasoning is pretty simple, right? Thomas, there's so many other weapons. Whereas with Cook, I mean, he's almost the number one option. One or two. You know, it's tough to pass Graham, Davis, Gonzalez, and Witten. So we could have put him above Rob Gronkowski, but we're each week nah. that passes, we're getting closer and closer to Rob Gronkowski coming back on the field. Oh, yeah, I don't. So Jared Cook these. locked in at number six. Jordan Cameron locked in at number seven. All right. Hey, so let's move over to the tight end chumps. Yeah. Bill. Zach Sudfeld. I'm a little. De- I'm a little depressed about this one, Todd. Zach Sudfeld. I thought he was going to have a monster game. I-, I was talking him up like a top five tight end for this week. He had zero catches. Zero yards. He only had one target. He pulled his hamstring. I thought the Patriots were really going to look at him with Rob Gronkowski not being in action. They used him a lot in the preseason. He looked great. Big red zone target. But instead of Sudfield getting the red zone targets, it's Julian Edelman. Can't explain it. Don't comprehend it. But Sudfeld, major bust in week one. He's on the tight end chumps list. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty pretty. I mean. The rookies for the Patriots, Tompkins and Sudfeld, very disappointing. How many calls did we get last week, Bill, about, like, should I put Tompkins in? Should I put Tompkins in? And we were kind of, like, on the fence, you know, mm. depending on their other options. But we were like, well, I'd rather play wait and see on Tompkins. But but let's be honest, I didn't think both of them would bust. I mean, that was pretty – that was terrible. Now, Tompkins is a whole other story. No field awareness, kind of got yelled at by Tom Brady on the sidelines, pulled his face mask. Kind of a little ugly for Tompkins there. 
uh, told you that he was a little bit of a head case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, everything looks so rosy in the preseason. But when the, the bright lights are shining, Bill, you see what happens. Let's go down really quick. Game. New England receptions. Amendola, 10. Edelman, 7. Vereen, a running back, 7. Tompkins, 4. And that's about it. Sudfeld, no. None. One target. Zero. One target, yeah. And we have we have the target analysis up at ffchamps.com for anyone looking for it. You can search running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, pretty cool stuff. Uh, targets, receptions, completion uh, percentage that they completed their targets. It's really good, really good tool. Love using that. So who, who did not make our list here that was kind of borderline? All right, borderline, guys. These are champs that y- you didn't start this week. Terrell Pryor, uh, over 100 yards rushing, 217 yards through the air, two touchdowns, or one, uh, one touchdown. He, he he was a champ this week, but you didn't start him. Same thing with Julian Edelman. Uh, seven receptions, 79 yards, two touchdowns, but he wasn't in the lineups this week. Joyke Bell from the Detroit Lions, 25 rushing yards, two touchdowns, five grabs for 67 yards, and then Brian Hartline, who we talked about earlier when we were discussing Mike Wallace, nine grabs for Hartline, 114 yards and a touchdown. You know, did I say something about Terrell Pryor last week? You said, watch out for this kid. He can move. Well, I said this. I said he's going to have a game or two to start the year. I didn't think it would be this week. I thought it would be the second week against Jacksonville. They get Jacksonville yeah. next. Yeah. Where he's going to rush for a, a million yards, and people are going to jump on him, and he's probably going to be one of the hottest waiver wire pickups of the week in one of the first couple of weeks. And, and that's what happened. That's what happened. But I'll tell you what, man, if you pick him up, and you want to, if you have to use him this week against mm. Jacksonville, can't blame you maybe on that. But after that, dump the guy. Seriously. Yeah. He, do not, not trust Terrell Pryor. A good play. I mean, not a bad play this week at home against Jacksonville. Then it's Denver. It's, you know, I, I wouldn't trust this guy at all. <laughs> it's just tough because he plays for the Raiders. Well, it's tough because he plays for the Raiders, but it's tough because I followed him very closely in, in college. He's a complete knucklehead, and his, his accuracy is – woeful and it'll it'll rear its ugly head once the teams get a little bit of film on him right he, he'll always be a little bit of a rushing threat but it, it, that only takes you so far mm-hmm. all right so that was our champs and chumps from week one coming up we're taking your telephone calls phone lines wide open 855-478-7030 is our phone number plus we'll recap some of the big injuries from week one and uh, also, you can email us. Email us your waiver wire questions, radio at footballnation.com. More fantasy football champs coming up next, right after this. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com 
and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, welcome back to the fantasy football champs. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. Todd, it's always very interesting leaving week one, heading into week two, when you take a look at the waiver wire, because... You're very skeptical about some of the performances. Some guys may have popped, like Terrell Pryor, who a lot of people are going to jump on this week, or maybe a Darrell Scott from the New York Giants. But long term, we don't really have high expectations for them. No, this is the classic overreaction week, right? Yep. People are going to freak out because their team lost, and you know maybe like uh, they had Megatron on their team, who got you like two points. You know? Right. Uh, people, you can't freak out. You know, you got to trust in who you drafted. It takes a little while to see if you know who are the true busts. There's there's guys we're worried about. Lamar Miller comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mike Wallace comes to mind. Sure. Not worried about Dez. Not worried about Megatron. You can't overreact here. Um, I love it when someone in my league overreacts because I instantly try to trade with that guy. Smart move. You know. Maybe like they're they're a little upset about like a Stephen Ridley. Yeah, I'm not worried about Ridley yet. Right. He needs to get. He needs to put some stickum on his gloves, but can't be worried about him yet. So, you know, it's hard to be patient. And and I'll be honest, I got some guys on my uh, chopping block that I'm looking to cut bait with. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, a guy like Ronnie Hillman, Bill. I what I saw Monday night, or I'm sorry, Thursday night in that last game, Thursday. Yeah, we knew it had a headache. It was a potential headache going in. But when No. Sean Moreno trotted out there. And played a lot. In the first quarter, the second quarter, like, the third quarter. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was, you know, I thought it was going to go Ball, Hillman, Moreno in that order. Not even close. It went Moreno, Hillman, Ball. 
But yeah. I think we all b- agree that Ball will will get more playing time as it you know moves forward. Yeah. But point is that. this: a guy like Hillman, he might be you know someone I can cut bait with on my roster. A guy like that, where it just looks like a three headed monster, he's very unlikely to wind up being the RB one there if there even is one. Right. That's the kind of guy that I would probably cut. But you know, Ridley, those kind of guys. Not that you would cut them, but I'm not too worried about them. Not yet. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's just briefly go over the different kind of waiver wire formats, Todd. Uh, and I also want to know which one you like the best. So you have your traditional rolling list. So it's basically like a priority list. If you are the third pickup this week, third on the waiver wire priority, and the two guys ahead of you don't put in the claim that you're for the player that you're going after, you'll get your guy. That's probably the the most traditional format, right? Yeah, the one that goes on the standings, reverse order of the standings. No, no, I don't see. I don't like the reverse order of the standings. Why do what are you I talking care about with this? Why one? do what I care? It, it it is basically the same kind of concept. But what what I what I like to do is whoever had the last pick gets the first round first priority. Ninth pick gets the second priority. Third, you know, eighth pick gets third. I don't like to help out the person in last place and just give him the okay. best waiver wire pickup. So each for week. week one this week, it, it kind of goes. Based the person upon who had draft la- order, right? Who the person who had the All last? Right, well, what pick. happens in week two then in those types of leagues? All right, so if three people put on a claim, and they get then them. everyone else moves up. Those people move to the back of the line. Okay, and it just goes on and on throughout the year. Goes on and on. Rolling list, got it. Rolling list. All right, then there's the free for all, which is no waiver wire priority. It's like a first come first serve. It's kind of chaotic. The wild west. <laughs> it's really old school. I play in one league that's like that, I but it's like this. really a joke this. league. Yeah. You hate it, right? This. You can't play this yeah. for money. No way. No. Okay. I agree. And then you have the free agent budding. Uh, budget. Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the free agent budget or bidding process. The fab. I love the fab. I think the fab's exciting. I think it, it, it's competitive. It helps you got it helps you get guys that maybe no one else is going to get that you can just bid zero, or it helps you grab your handcuff if you were a little bit late to right. the action. You had to bid a lot on them. Yeah. I like the fab. I like it. No, I have no problem with that. What, what, what what's your <clears throat> most traditional uh, waiver prior, waiver system? Well, the, <clears throat> excuse me. My most traditional one that I use is reverse order of standings every week, and okay. it costs money. You, everything costs money. So five dollars, five dollars per transaction, something One, like yeah, that. Two bucks or five bucks, right? Right. And so you can't just go and just you know you have to be, you have to be smart about it unless you want to just pay out through the nose. I like that. I like that. But but it is reverse order of standings. So you know. See, I'm not crazy I'm get about the last, that. I'm not going to get anybody I want this week because I'm like the highest or second highest in my, most of my leagues. I, I don't like the fact that that you're rewarding the person that finishes in last each week. I, I hate that. Why, why should why should he why should we give him co- some kind of competitive advantage to get back into the mix? Why did the NFL give the worst team the first pick in the NFL draft? That's the next year. Okay. Yeah. Not week not week to week basis. Okay. All right. Hey, I I I'm not I'm not adverse to the rolling list as you call it. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, what happens in my leagues, I'm the commissioner for one league and there's another league where we've been in it for like almost 20 years too. And every, everything's very set in its ways, Bill. Right. So it's kind You're of not like changing we, it. Yeah. We, we, every change we make is very, it takes like a couple of years to implement. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like the flex, it took forever to get, to get a damn flex in there. 
Like you so get one or two guys to vote on it, yes. Then next year, maybe three or four. I'm like, hey guys, how about PPR? And it took like two years to get PPR in. That's you know? great. You know, so, uh, so that's how I think. You know, I think most leagues do it how I do it, Bill. I think that the most leagues are reverse order standings. Um, uh, hopefully, people put a few shekels on the line too. You know, right. So. All right, so we have a full list of waiver wire additions this week. We'll tell you who to react positively to. We'll tell you who you're overreacting to. And we'll also take in your emails. We'll get to the emails in just a little bit, radio at footballnation.com. But you can give us a call. Phone lines wide open, 855-478-7030. Todd, what do you say we start off with the quarterbacks? How about Carson Palmer looking pretty good against the St. Louis Rams now that he's with the cards? Yeah, and he's a guy that went in most of my leagues in the late rounds, Bill. As you know? a backup. As a backup with upside. You know, mm-hmm. look at the receivers he has. Obviously, Larry Fitz is there. And for that reason alone, Carson Palmer has some value. Um, looked, looked pretty good against a pretty, a pretty decent Rams defense. You know, encouraging. Encouraging uh, start for Carson Palmer. And if you need to upgrade that backup quarterback right away, you know, he's a guy to look at. He's a guy that maybe if you do end up taking your advice, trading away Vic, Palmer's a guy that you'll want to pick up this week just so you can have a solid backup. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm a little concerned, that like well, like with most of these older quarterbacks, about his health mm-hmm. moving forward. You know, get popped a few times. He's an older guy. But, yeah, I, you know, hey, he's got the weapons around him. He, he looked good. All right, the next guy up is Terrell Pryor. And, Todd, I think your advice is very sound. A lot of people are going to be overreacting to Pryor based on the fact that he had 112 rushing yards. He did do decent through the air, 217 yards and a touchdown, but he had two interceptions. He didn't. He always looked to run kind of quickly instead of waiting for his guys to get open downfield. Terrell Pryor, would you pick him up if you're in a two-quarterback league? Yes. So two-quarterback league, you're taking him? As, a, as my third, yes. Okay, all right. I got I'm you. looking at him as a guy like that. And after this week, I'm looking to trade him. But he's no, he's not a saving grace, kind of like what we saw from Cam Newton two years ago as a rookie, or RG three so. or Russell Wilson last year as a rookie. No, no okay. I don't think so. I think he's gonna, he'll have a few big games, and um, he could have a good one next week, Bill. He mm-hmm. could be again if you if you have an active league where you actively have trades going on all the time. This is a right. cl- this is a guy you got to get now. Get him on your roster if you can, and trade him. Wait till after this week, maybe. Because his value could be pretty high in those yeah. types of leagues, but I, I, you know, you can't trust him. Two quarterback league, uh, maybe you could start him. I, I think you probably could start him this week in two quarterback league. Right, but I, I wouldn't. I just can't trust the guy. All right, how about Alex Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs? His stat line isn't that crazy. Only 173 yards, but he did have two touchdowns. And let's face it, this game was over by halftime. The Kansas City Chiefs blew out the Jags 28 to two. What I liked from Alex Smith was he didn't turn the ball over, and he still had 34 passing attempts. What I like from Alex Smith is he plays the Raiders twice and the Chargers twice. There you go. That's what I like from That's Alex Smith. That's looking ahead. Plus, I mean, they play a last-place schedule all throughout the season. So, um, again, he's kind of – I don't think he's a guy that has crazy upside, mm. but he's solid. He's a solid stopgap. You know, when the injuries kick in, you know, he's a guy you can plug in there. Final quarterback we have as a waiver wire ad this week is E.J. Manuel from the Buffalo Bills. 150 yards, two touchdowns, and he also ran for 23 yards. Manuel is a guy that plays against the Jets, plays against a high-scoring team in the Patriots. Next time they play, you can bet 
bet the bank that it's going to be a lot higher scoring than 23 to 21. And he plays the Dolphins twice a year. Love the schedule. If you are in need of a quarterback in the two-quarterback league, E.J. Manuel, to me, my best option uh, over Terrell Pryor. I agree. I think that he, he's he got more upside than, than Pryor, absolutely. More playmakers, better team. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm much higher on, on manual. But, again, you know, keep your expectations in check. I, in most of my leagues, my one-quarterback leagues, I, I have no need for him. Right. Okay. You know, I have backups like Romo. I have backups like Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, I don't have a need for uh, a guy that – he's going to have some bad weeks. He's a rookie. And he's not a rookie with the pedigree of an Andrew Luck and RG3 like last year, okay? Right. This guy's going to have some ups and downs. Um, but I, I will say that he has been a pleasant surprise. Um, he's had some nice performances in the preseason and a nice performance on Sunday. He's better than I thought he was going to be out of the gate. So that's a good sign. All right, let's move over to running backs. I think a lot of people are going to be looking to pick up running backs as they do every season I'm going to start it off with Joyke Bell, Todd, from the Detroit Lions. Yep. Mikel Ashore was inactive. Bell got all the goal line touches. He got a lot of receptions and a lot of passing of receiving yards. I like Joyke Bell as maybe you pick him up and you use him in mid-October because your guys are on a bye. I think he could be serviceable. Is it safe to assume that he's, he's the handcuff right now for Reggie Bush? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But I, I think he could be more than that as well. I agree. Um, the, the coaching staff talked him up quite a bit. In, mm-hmm. in a training camp, and you know how it is. It's coach speak. You never know. But I thought that it it spoke volumes that they didn't activate Lashore. Right. They were like, we don't need him. We like Bell that much. And I thought that was telling. So I'm with you on Bell. The question, Another question I have is, if both guys are healthy, okay, Bush, Bell are both healthy, is he a vulture, a goal line vulture to Reggie Bush? He could be because that's what we saw happen this weekend. I know. I'm a little concerned about that as a Bush owner. I think Bush is going to make up for his lack of touchdowns with receptions. I agree. I'm yeah. just saying that, you know, for the people out there, I mean, what is like what can we expect? Here's the breakdown. Reggie Bush, 21 attempts. Joy mm-hmm. Bell, 6 attempts. Right? Yeah. I mean, is that the, the, the ratio we're going to see moving forward, like a 75-25 thing? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's maybe like a 70-30. Yeah. I think that's okay. what we'll get. I mean, Bell, five catches. Bush, four catches. That's, I think, <laughs> I mean, I think Reggie Bush is going to average four to eight receptions a game. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too concerned that well, Bell had more receptions. Let's, how many uh, leagues was Bell drafted in, in, yours, in your leagues? Um, you know, he... Uh, he got drafted quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I think he's in maybe two-thirds of my leagues he got drafted. Right, yeah, and two-thirds. I'm going to scramble to see in the leagues where I have Reggie Bush because, honestly, I didn't handcuff Reggie Bush because I wasn't sure who the handcuff was going to be between him and LaShore. Um So if I'm going to pick – I'm going to look at picking him up in those leagues. If you have Reggie Bush and, and Twink Bell's out there and you have roster space, you got to get him. you got to get him as a handcuff, like you said – Bill Reggie Bush is a guy that's an injury waiting to happen. He's just one of those guys that gets dinged up quite a bit. He's dinged up right now. They're saying yep. he's going to be fine. They're saying he's going to have the same workload next week against, I think it's the Cardinals. But um, Joyke Bell, I like him. I think that's a good, solid pickup. Uh, you know, he's more of a handcuff guy, uh, but he's a guy that has some fantasy value. All right, the next running back I want to mention is Sean Moreno from the Denver Broncos. Ugh. 
you have to be cautious with this one because you don't want to see a guy that is starting for an explosive offense like the Broncos and then just say it's too much of a headache, it's running back by committee. Moreno did play for the first three quarters pretty much exclusively. So I think it's smart if you add him. Worst case scenario, you drop him in a couple weeks. But at least you know that he's capable of doing something. 28 yards on the ground, three catches for 37 yards. It's not a crazy stat line, but it would be crazy for anyone to just pass him up just on the principle of him. he's splitting carries with Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman. Yeah, and you know me with my grudges. This is a guy that I don't want any part of. But it's you can't deny what you saw on Thursday night, Bill. He saw a lot of action early, and uh, until Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman can prove that they know how to pick up blitzes on pass protection, no Sean Moreno is going to get all the action. I've said it all year long. Protecting Peyton Manning is the number one asset for yep. Broncos running backs. Yep, underrated. Doesn't we don't care in fantasy. But that's how they get. That's how these guys get out in the field, and these, yep. these young guys got to figure it out, or they're going to go to the veteran. So, I hear you, man. Uh, I just, you know, I wouldn't be like doing a, a waiver wire dance after I picked no. up No. Sean Moreno no. this week. Uh, next guy up for running backs is Legarrette Blunt from the New England Patriots. The reason why we have him on this list is is twofold. One, Shane Vereen's hurt, and he's going to miss the next month of the season. Uh, second is Stephen Ridley got benched because of his fumble. So if Ridley gets benched again, the Bronc- uh, Patriots are going to have to use somebody at running back. Chances are it's going to be LeCarrette Blunt. How about it? <laughs> I can't believe it, but they even used him on a kick return. It was like a 240-pound kick returner this weekend. Yeah. The... Man, this is, a, this is a putrid list. If you have Ridley, <laughs> you're going to want LeCarrette Blunt. Yeah, you, you, you're right. It's but, only week one, so I know that I know there's some problems here with this list, but yeah, I know. you can't. You, you, this is what you have well, to do in week one. Let's go to another disaster situation: the Giants, and uh, and uh, who's gonna who should we pick up from the Giants, Bill? You know, it's very interesting because I think they're gonna sign either Willis McGahee or Brandon Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And if would, they sign McGahee, I would pick up McGahee on waivers tonight. I, want, I wouldn't pick up Jacobs. He can't do anything anymore. Well, exactly. I was just going to ask you as a Giants fan, you know, who would you want? I'm, I'm with you, McGahee. I mean, he yeah, saw him last year. But we saw Darrell Scott come in when David Wilson got benched, and he didn't look that great either, but that's who they went to. They're not going to go to the rookie Michael Cox. They're going to use Scott if they don't sign one of these uh, veteran free agents. So if you want to pick up Darrell Scott this weekend because you have David Wilson, that looks like the handcuff right now, but – how about My this? money's on Wills McGahee getting signed. How about this? Let's say McGahee's not signed today, mm-hmm. but the Giants are still working working out, you know, McGahee and Jacobs, and they might be making a decision tomorrow afternoon. Okay? Right. Waivers are running tonight in most leagues, like 1 a.m. or whatever, right? Do you roll the dice on McGahee? Yeah. I, do. As, I mean, unsigned. I mean, he's not technically. If you look him up in your database, he's probably like a FA free agent. You just gonna right. grab him just to see, right? You think yeah. he has more upside than these other guys on the list? Maybe outside Absolutely. of Drake Bell. Absolutely, I was shocked that the Broncos cut him. Well, thank God they did, or we'd have a four-headed four-headed monster. Mo- oh God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> All right. Anyway, last one on this list is Fred Jackson. We talked about him earlier in the show when we were discussing C.J. Spiller as a running back chump. This week, Fred Jackson had over 100 total yards. Uh, kind of looked like he found the fountain of youth, 
But we kind of feel like Fred Jackson always does that in the first month of the season, and then he gets hurt, and then C.J. Spiller takes over anyway. Yeah, he's another guy. He's just a retread, you know. You have to handcuff him. Got to handcuff him. Uh, and I think most people did in my leagues. I mean, you know, Fred Jackson has always been uh, – he's, he's not a newbie. He's not – like, again, the Detroit situation, at least in my view, it, was, it wasn't a real no-brainer. Where You knew Fred Jackson was the backup to C.J. Spiller. So a lot of guys right. already handcuffed him. He's, if he's still out there, go ahead and grab him. All right, move over to wide receivers, Todd. we got a few of them here. I'm going to run off this list. Tell me who you like, who you don't like. Okay. Julian Edelman, two touchdowns. Andre Roberts, eight receptions. Marlon Brown, a touchdown for the Raiders. Doug Baldwin led the Seahawks in receiving yards. Terrence Williams got a lot of targets from Tony Romo. Brandon Gibson seemed like a reception vacuum for the Miami Dolphins. And then Kenny Stills, a big deep play threat for the New Orleans Saints. Who do I like from that list? I have Edelman as a top guy to pick up this week. Danny Amendola's already nicked up. Kembrell Tompkins didn't look very good. Edelman could be, all of a sudden, the Patriots' number two wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, short term, I totally agree. Yeah. Short term, Edelman's the guy. But long term, who the hell knows? You know, as the Patriots' offense evolves and Gronk comes back, I mean, who knows what they're going to do. Right. And um, But, yeah, short term, I like him. I mean, these other guys on the list, I mean, haven't we seen this from Andre Roberts before? Eight grabs, 97 yards for Roberts. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I think he's second on the list for me. And quite frankly, if you're looking upside, Bill, Mm. he might have more upside than Edelman long term, end of season. We know Bruce Arians offense for Arizona is going to pass the football. Do you think he can overtake Floyd as their number two, or is Floyd going to be the number two guy? I I, I feel like just Andre Andre Roberts is just their slot guy. Floyd is is on the outside with, with Fitz. Yeah. So if you're in a PPR league, Andre Roberts is a great option because I think he does get six to eight catches a game. Yeah. How about Marlon Brown, the rookie for the Baltimore Ravens? Four grabs, 65 yards, and a touchdown. The reason why I like him, Todd, Jacoby Jones is out four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. So Marlon Brown yep. suddenly in the number two starting lineup, uh, in the number two position in the Ravens starting lineup. Big target. Big target. So Joe Flacco has to throw to someone. No Jacoby Jones means Marlon Brown gets the start for maybe the next six weeks of the season. Uh, Going down this list, Doug Baldwin uh, led the Seahawks. Terrence Williams, a lot of targets from Tony Romo. We'll see what happens with Des Bryant's foot injury. He's going to be fine, but Terrence Williams might be someone worth taking a flyer on. And then Brandon Gibson for the Miami Dolphins, Todd. You know, people are, are knocking Mike Williams right, uh, Mike Wallace right now, but Gibson seventy-seven grabs, seventy-seven yards. He yeah, was the move, he was the move the chains guy. So he's another uh, person I like if you're in a uh, PPR league. Yeah, I mean a PPR, sure, but you know, Mike Wallace, Heartline. I mean, Tannehill. How many times are they going to throw the ball? I mean, you know what I mean. If Lamar Miller and Daniel Thomas run like the way they did, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Point taken. Uh, Moving over to the tight ends, we got Julius Thomas as our number one pickup this week. He went undrafted in a lot of leagues. Hopefully you listened to us uh, this preseason because we were all over Thomas saying he's going to be a quality guy to to draft late in in your rounds. Uh, Certainly came up big in a big way in week one. Jordan Cameron, surprisingly, he's still available in 25% of the leagues out there. I would love to get in some of those leagues. And then Kellen Winslow for the New York Jets. The Jets Man. are going to have to throw the ball to somebody. they got to throw to somebody. 
Callum Winslow uh, seems like that's somebody. Do you see him pumping his biceps? Yeah, give me a break. Callum Winslow. Yeah, he's a soldier. I think that the um, – correct me if I'm wrong, all right? Yeah. This entire yeah. list, I think the tight ends are who everyone's going after. I mean, Julius Thomas is going to be the number one pickup this week. Yep. For whatever – you know. Yep. He was he, he went undrafted, so people are going to be eyeing him up. Jordan Cameron's still out there in some leagues. To me, it's Julius Thomas, Andre Roberts, Julian Edelman, and Joyke Bell as the main pickups that you'll want to go after this Agreed. week. Those are the four players that I'm going after, regardless of need. Those are the guys I want. Joyke Bell, Julian Edelman, Andre Roberts, Julius Thomas, but Jordan Cameron, we're just putting him on this list because he's still available in some leagues out there. He is available in a few. In one of my leagues, he's still out there. Oh, I would absolutely pick him up then. Yeah. I drafted him, so. Well, I yeah, in that league, I already have like Vern and Cook. So mm, you don't really need him. I don't need him. Let's go to Brian in Fort Lauderdale, who's been very patient waiting on the phone lines, 855-478-7030. He has a pickup question. What's going on, Brian? How'd you do in week one? Uh, I won one league and I lost the other one because uh, okay. RG3 just had a terrible game and uh, MJD just pissed me off and so did Des Bryant. <laughs> um, yeah, you I know, did, those studs, MJD and Des Bryant, expecting a lot better performances from them and they just didn't come through. Kind of shocking, a little bit uh, a, a little bit of a disappointment, but I, I'm not panicking about either of those guys. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I also came, I, I missed that, uh, that draft came. Uh, I was the winner of that two hundred dollar entry, and I missed uh, it by four for the um, the fifteen hundred people who won. Oh man! Because of because of Sudfield. Oh. Sudfield got you zero so, points, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the credit for that one, dude. That's my bad. No, I, I no, really no, thought no. he was gonna have a much better game. It's okay. Um, my major question was: I wanted to pick up Julian Edelman because Julius Thomas is taking in all my leagues, and I was thinking about either getting rid of. Uh, Muhammad Sanu or uh, Isaac Redmond? I think you can go ahead and drop Isaac Redmond. Uh, He's a guy that John Dwyer got cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then they re-signed him just because Redmond was so awful in week one. He fumbled the ball. He looked terrible. Isaac Redmond's a guy (laughs) you can drop. Le'Veon Bell is coming back in a few weeks. They re-signed John Dwyer. I don't have any faith in Isaac Redman. I kind of like Mohamed Sanu for whatever reason. I think he's going to eat up a lot of targets this year, get a lot of receptions. Uh, Julian Edelman, very good uh, player to add this week. I-, I would drop Isaac Redman. Todd, what do you think? Totally agree. Yeah. We didn't even yeah, mention the Steelers I have yet, Bill. Le'Veon Bell, too. Oh, he has Le'Veon Bell. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not holding on to to Redmond just because you have Bell, you know? No. All right, Brian, best of luck this weekend. Sorry you missed out on that money, man. No, it's okay, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Bill, we didn't yeah. mention the Steelers. They should have just been a chump as a team, just chumps. Yeah, they were awful. I mean, They were really bad. Good Lord. It was two, they had two points. They got two points on the first play of the game. The Titans made the boneheaded kickoff play, right? Mm-hmm. Got the safety. Yep, and they scored a touchdown with like a minute left, and they didn't do anything in the fifty-nine minutes in between. Nothing. Yeah, uh, the Steelers were one of my survivor pool picks this week, and I'm out in week one already. That's mm. how I feel about the Steelers. They were a seven-point favorite. They beat the Titans the at last home. ten. Seven-point favorite at home. They beat the Titans the last ten times they played them. Todd, Jake Locker, and they lost. 
Jake yeah, Locker. I don't know how you lose to Jake Locker. I just don't he says, in your it. face, Enright. Yeah, whatever. Freaking Jake Locker. So you're out. I'm out of the survivor pool. Mm. I had the Patriots with my other entry, and I was biting my nails with that one. <laughs> See, what we do is in town, there's like a survivor pool with like ridiculous amount of people, like 2,500, 3,000 people or something. Yeah. Uh, one guy runs it in town, and I, I do uh, a group with my friends. So what we do is you have to make it past week three on your own. And then whatever happens after week three, we're all together. We, we split it. So it, it kind of gives us a better chance, but you have to make it past week three. Okay, so, so let me let me get this straight. So there's yeah. 3,000 people in your town doing this. That yeah. You and, and nine of your other buddies, the 10 of you, right. all go in separately. Right. But who, so it's kind of like eight of you make it through week three. Then we're all together. The eight of you are together. So if one of you wins it, you guys split the, million, right. the millions of dollars you're going to win. Yeah. All right, but the two people that lost this week are yeah. on the outside are, looking are, in. Are out, right. I like that. That's good. Yeah, so, right. So we may, we, we kind of make it fun. So you, you have to make it past week three. One of my friends took the Bucks. He's out. My mom and I took the Steelers. We're out of that. But I took the Patriots, mm. and luckily I'm still, in, I'm still in with the group. I took the Pats. But I'll tell you what. Anyone that took the Colts in the survivor pool, they were biting their nails to the end. Anyone that took the Pats, Came down to a game-winning field goal. The Steelers lost. The Bucks lost on, on a last-second field goal. So a lot of very unhappy people in your survivor pools this week. I would have gone Patriots. Yeah, and it came down to a last-second field I know. goal. Yeah, crazy. I wouldn't. I would not have trusted the Bucks. I what about the, the Colts gym. against the Raiders? Uh, I would have gone. I would have gone. See, I I'm terrible in these survivor pools. I really am. So, because I, I used to be all cute, and I used to be like, "Well, I got to pick a team that I'm not going to use again." All that right. crap. You can't do that. You just got to survive. You can't do that in week one, dude. <laughs> so, well, I, I'll tell you, I, I used the Patriots last year in week two. I didn't, I didn't want to risk losing that, Cardinals. losing that. Yeah, and they lost to the Cardinals. I know, I know. So, I would have gone Patriots, and I would have, yeah, like you said, I would have been biting my nails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're from North Jersey, like I am. The survivor pool is a very big thing in town. I'm sure your town has one. You know who else? Everyone's talking about it. You know who That's else? what everyone talks about. A lot of people got knocked out because the Eagles, too. Because, yeah. The Eagles a lot the of people thought the Redskins at home, yeah. prime time, would beat the Eagles. Yeah, so some, some you know, the Steelers were probably the biggest upset of the week. They were a seven-point favorite at home against the Titans. I don't know how yeah. they lost. The, the I, best I bet know. all week was the Chiefs. Turns out twenty-eight to two. Who saw that coming? You did. You have the Chiefs in the playoffs. That's right, I do. You know how I was? I was cheering for the Panthers so hard this weekend when they were beating the Seahawks. I would have loved to see the Seahawks start the season zero and one. It didn't happen though. Hey, I have Dallas winning the NFC East. There you go. That looks pretty good. That looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, Todd, what do you say we take a break? we got a lot of emails to get to. So when we come back, we're going to take all of your emails, run through the list of uh, your questions about your waiver wire, your starting lineup. You can give us a call, 855-478-7030, or you can email us, radio at footballnation.com. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on the Football Nation Radio Network. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. 
FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at CollegeFootballGeek.com. That's who. CollegeFootballGeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At CollegeFootballGeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part? It's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The fantasy football champs cover it all. All right, welcome back. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you on the Fantasy Football Champs. We're heading into week two. We're taking your lineup questions. We're taking your waiver waiver wire questions. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can also email us, radio, at footballnation.com. Todd, our last caller was uh, the person that we gave that free entry to the $200 tournament last week over at DraftKings.com, and I got some great news because – Again, this weekend for week two, they're having the Sunday Second Chance uh, Contest. $250,000 is up for grabs. 
first place is getting a hundred thousand dollars again draftkings.com a hundred grand for the first place and they recently launched the biggest fantasy football contest ever 3.1 million dollars todd let me say it again 3.1 million in cash prizes a million bucks is going to first place you can check it all out at draftkings.com 3.1 million in cash prizes i think that's an overall season long tournament and then the one that's for $250 this weekend, that, that, that's a, a week two only kind of contest. That is good stuff, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Mix it up. Play in your leagues with all your buddies for season-long glory and then play week to week against total strangers and steal their cash. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a million dollars for week one uh, for the first play, place, whoever wins that millionaire grand finale, they're calling it, the grand final. 2013 Fantasy Football Millionaire Grand Final. Jeez, uh, whoever wins that. I mean, you think about a million dollars winning money playing fantasy football, it's, that's crazy. Better than hitting the lottery. Yeah, it's easier than winning the lottery, that's for sure. Yeah, easier you than winning the You can find chumps in, the, in these things, Bill. Certainly. I, I, I mean, no disrespect, but there's a lot of people out there that don't know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we'll, and everyone that listens to this show knows what the hell they're doing. So you've already got a huge advantage. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, Bill, I mean, you, it's hard to do poorly if you if you are into the fantasy like we are. It's hard to right. do poorly in these contests. Right. You've always got a pretty good shot of at least getting your money back in these things. Sure. Uh, let's jump over to the emails, Todd, radio at footballnation.com. If you have a question about your starting lineup or your waiver wire pickups, we got one from my boy, uh, fantasy football champs, homeboy, uh, big shooter, wants to know if dropping Zach Sudfield and picking up Julius Thomas is a good idea. Ding, 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 yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love what we saw from Julius Thomas, hated what we saw from Zach Sudfield. He's got a pulled hamstring right now, so Julius Thomas, certainly a good pickup for our guy, big shooter. Uh, moving on to Andrew, Andrew, Andrew W. Uh, Ten team league. Todd full point PPR. He needs some help for his lineup in week two. Not sure who to start at wide receiver. Randall Cobb, Dwayne Bow, Anquan Bolden. He can only put two in his lineup. Mm. Anquan Bolden monster performance against the Green Bay Packers in week one. Randall Cobb had a touchdown and had a seven or eight grabs. Dwayne Bow. Cobb, Cobb is, is in. in? Okay. He's Cobb got is the, in. He's playing the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Cobb is in. Okay. They didn't know what the heck was going on last night. D'Angelo Hall was being spun around by Deshaun Jackson. He didn't know what what was going on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm feeling good about Cobb. Right? What about Bo or Bolden? Well, that's the, that's the question. Bolden would be a no-brainer, but they're playing at Seattle. And Bo Not is playing Bo. against the Cowboys, who just got burnt by the Giants receivers. Exactly. This is a tough call. Oh, that's a tough call. I, you know what? See, I, I, I told you last week that I'm skeptical of Bo. He, I told you he might be one of the busts in the wide receiver world. Yeah. And he made me look kind of smart last week. He did. I have him in a couple leagues. He's playing against the Cowboys. I they know. just got burnt. Who are you going with? I think I'm going with Bolden. In a full point PPR, I like Bolden. Is this full point PPR? Yeah. It is. Full point. I agree. Go with Bolin? Over yeah. Bo? He's, he's red hot. 
I can't, I, you know. Bo is boom bust. Bolden in a PPR, Bolden's got to get five, six, seven catches minimum, right? Yeah. And a bad day this week would be, what, five catches for 65 yards? Like that. That's probably like the, the floor for Bolden. Five catches, 65 yards? Something like that. Is that yeah. the, about worst case scenario? Yeah. And then, of course. It's tough it's, because I have Bolden at 19 and Bo at 21 on our rankings at ffchamps.com. Very close. Very close. But I'm leaning toward Bolden because it's full point PPR. I agree. And by the way, we have Cobb at 10. So. Cobb at 10, right. He's I think I think the safe play is Cobb and Bolden. I do think Bo has more upside than Bolden this week, but he's also got more bust to him. So right. that's okay. kind of how I look at that. That makes sense. All right. uh, moving on to the emails, Jeff S. is a longtime FF Champ subscriber. We love hearing that. He's in a 10-team league, full point PPR. Should he drop one of these wide receivers to pick up Julian Edelman? Antonio Brown, absolutely not. Nope. Although I don't know why you still have in, I don't know why you would have Emmanuel Sanders if you have Antonio Brown. Uh, Kem, Kembrell Tompkins, Emmanuel Sanders. He's got Julio Jones and Eric Decker. I'm not dropping Antonio Brown. Nope. Do you drop Kembrell Tompkins, or do you drop Emmanuel Sanders? There's no point of having two Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. But if he drops Sanders and picks up Edelman, he'll have two New England Patriot wide receivers. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of a quandary here. Yeah. You drop Tompkins and and uh, pick up Edelman, or you drop Sanders? It's full point PPR. Yeah. I, I can't imagine a scenario where you're starting Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. No, it's almost like handcuffing your wide receivers, which is a weird thing to do. And I can't imagine a scenario where you're starting Kembrell Tompkins and Julian Edelman. I would love to know who else he has as a pickup option. Uh, can I give you a little uh, thing that just came across the ticker? Yeah, what? What do you Patriots got? Patriots wide receiver Danny Amendola, groin, not ruled out, but unlikely to play Thursday versus Jets. Awesome. Why is that? Why is that? What do you mean, why is that? What, his groin injury? Groin. Not ruled out, but not expected to play? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't I know. I'm just telling you, we're talking about Julian Edelman. We're talking about Kemba Topkins right, right here and now. So, you know, um, I'm going to tell him to drop Tompkins. Really? All right. I was going to tell him to drop Sanders. There you go. <laughs> Especially if, Anna, if Amendola doesn't play this weekend, there Tompkins is going to have to play. Uh, he's going to have to get targets. Yeah, well, we know Sanders is getting targets for Pittsburgh. He's yeah, proven. He's got Brown. All right, I guess you can drop Tompkins. Uh, I'm not crazy about that decision. Here's the deal. I, I would I'm drop not Tompkins. crazy about it either. Hey, I'm not crazy I, about it either. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think we're. I think we're making a mountain out of a molehill here. I don't think Tompkins or Sanders are going to amount to much this year anyway. Right. I mean, right. Edelman's, Edelman's hot. Amendola's hurt. Gronk's coming back in probably two weeks. That's true. So what's going to happen in a couple weeks? Tompkins who knows? Edelman might go away. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I don't, I don't see a scenario where Tompkins bl- blows it up, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I hear you. I hear you. That's a good point. Uh, Jeff also has a flex question. Who should I start in week two, Jared Cook or Julian Edelman? Hmm. Okay. Week two. So Jets, Edelman, Edelman without Amendola, potentially. That sounds tasty. 
potentially, against the Jets. Or Jared Cook against Atlanta, who Jimmy Graham had a pretty good performance against the Falcons in Week 1. Wow. PPR? Yes. I like both plays. Um, I like both plays. I might go with Jared Cook. He's hot. Ride the hot hand. I know Edelman's hot, too. But something about him just doesn't... I get if if I'll put it this way: if Amendola doesn't play, I'm starting Edelman. Otherwise, I'm starting Jared Cook. Let's let's leave it simple. Yeah, I think Edelman. Uh, I mean, he's, he's got to catch the ball. If there's no Edelman, there's no Gronk. If there's no Edelman, I'm sorry. If there's no Amendola, yeah, full point PPR. You have to go with Edelman. I think so. Okay. All I right. like both. Pl- I like both plays. He's in a good situation. That's a, those are good choices to have. Yeah, certainly are. Uh, next email is from Josh C, who is has the number one waiver wire priority, and he noticed that Julius Thomas is available. He has Antonio Gates already, but do we think that Julius Thomas is going to be good enough to pick up and then use over Antonio Gates? Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm no, down I, on Gates. Yeah, I'm down on Gates too. He's an old man. He's got like welded ankles. Right, his ankles are a mess every year. It's only a matter of time before he's hurt. We saw what Julian Thomas can do. He's the latest in a long line of hoops stars that can play tight end in football. Bill, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on with these guys, and they're going to be throwing it forty times a game in Denver. Josh also has a question about a trade. He's being offered AJ Green or Aaron Rodgers uh, for Lashawn McCoy, but I'm looking at his team now, Todd. And other than LaShawn McCoy, he's got Steven Ridley, Bryce Brown, Shane Vereen, who we know is hurt. He he needs he needs LaShawn McCoy on his roster. He he can't afford to give up McCoy. No. Yeah, why no. would you trade McCoy for AJ Green one week into the season? No, I'm not doing that. Not and, and doing on draft that. day, Bill, who are you drafting? McCoy or AJ Green? You're McCoy. drafting McCoy. I'm drafting McCoy. And then we saw McCoy go crazy in week one. Keep McCoy. Yeah, keep McCoy. All right, so that kind of wraps up the – I think we're all caught up on in, on the email so far. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address, and we're still taking your telephone calls. 855-478-7030 is our phone number where we go to JAG from Connecticut. Oh, hi, guys, What's up, JAG? How can we help you? Uh, I just started listening to you from last week, uh, and then I'm really glad. I really like your show. Okay, Thank cool. You. Thanks. Uh, I, I think I'm in multiple leagues, you know, I'm playing in uh, with friends uh, as well as with, uh, with the colleagues. I have a question on the wide receiver. For the week two, uh, who should I start? Hakeem Nix, Jordy Nelson, Cecil Shorts, and Danny Amendola? Or How you many? Pick, um, yeah. uh, Julius Edelman from waivers. How many can you start? Uh, three. Nix, Jordy Nelson, Cecil Shorts, Amendola. Are those yeah. the four options? Yep, that's right. Welker? Did you say Welker? Uh, no. I think uh, I have these three people, and we need to start, uh, you know, uh, so I think I need to start uh, three of those. All right. Knicks, Nelson, Amendola. And Cecil Shorts. And Cecil Shorts. Well, Amendola might not play this week, Jag, so you'll have the opportunity to put him into your starting lineup on Thursday once the active and inactive reports come out. Maybe we'll know before Thursday, but right now it looks like it's going to be a game-time decision. So let's leave Amendola out of the equation. Nixon Nelson, to me, Todd, one and two in the starting lineup. In, yes. All right. And then if Amendola's not playing, you plug in Cecil Shorts. Very simple. 
do you think I should pick, uh, uh, you know, dual settlement? I have the waiver by the first pick. Uh, do you, do right, you think we should who, pick uh, Edelman there over shorts? Or who would you drop? I'm not dropping Cecil shorts. Who no, no, I'm not drop dropping, but uh, I'm dropping someone else. But then if I pick him up, do you want me to start him over shorts? Yes. Yes. Okay. If you pick up Edelman, Cecil shorts gets back to the bench. If Amendola is not playing, you put in Edelman. Okay, thank you. I have All right, Jack, best of luck to you. The wide receiver, is it okay? Sure, one more question, no problem. Okay, um, in one more league, I think I have uh, I have Wes Welker, Eric Decker, Larry Fisher, Demarius Thomas, and Jordy Nelson. I need to wow. start three. You have three. You have all three of the Broncos receivers. Absolutely. <laughs> all three. This is an auction league, and then I pick them for very less price. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so he's all, all three of them plus Jordy. Is that what I heard? And uh, Jordy and uh, Larry Fisher. Yeah. Oh, um. Demarius Thomas, is it a full-point PPR? It's a regular standard league. All right, so to me, Demarius Thomas has to be in, as does Larry Fitzgerald. We always start our studs at FF Champs. To me, I think you have to start Wes Welker, too. Todd, is that crazy, Wes Welker against the Giants? No, not crazy. Not at all. Demarius Thomas, Fitz, and Welker, that means he's leaving Jordy Nelson and Eric Decker on the bench. (sighs) Good options. Decker's definitely out. It's Thomas, yeah. it's Thomas, it's Fitz, and then it's... Uh, Walker or Nelson? If it was PPR, it would be no-brainer, Walker. Walker, right. It's close. It's close. Yeah, Man, I was it's... looking for some trades in just in case for the Decker or Larry Fisher. Trade them for, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm Nelson, you... Nelson's yeah. number 16 on the FFCPI this week. Wes Walker's number... Seven. Well, seven. Yeah, so go Demarius Thomas... Fitz and Welker. Look, hopefully, here's what you should do. Hope that Eric Decker produces this week, and, and try to trade, trade him. him. Yeah, okay. you don't need all three of these uh, these guys. You yeah, are loaded that r- wide receiver, Jag. Loaded that wide receiver. We appreciate the call. Best of luck to you, Thomas Fitzgerald and Welker are our suggestions. Keeping with the phone lines, eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. We're going to go to Steve in Boston. What's going on, Steve? How can we help you today? Hey guys, how's it going? It's going great, uh, man. What's up? Yeah, I'm looking week two. Now, I like Matthew Stafford, but I'm looking at the matchup with Cam Newton, and I'm thinking Newton, Newton might be a better start against Buffalo. Who do you like, Stafford or Newton? You know, very astute observation, uh, because we have Cam Newton at number eight, and we have Matthew Stafford number nine on the FFCPI. We like the matchup for Cam Newton against the Buffalo Bills. Not crazy about Matt Stafford going up against Arizona. What's your scoring system like? Because that may uh, may kind of uh, influence my decision here. Well, it's touchdown heavy, so six points for passing TD. Todd, what are you uh, thinking, Newton or Stafford? Six points for a passing touchdown? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go Stafford. Oh, I was going to tell you to go Cam. <laughs> that's why they're ranked 8 and 9, Bill. It's, yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's, a good it's neck and neck. And I guess if you have the six points for passing touchdown – I'll give I'll give the the decision to Stafford too. All right, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Best of luck, Steve. Uh, appreciate the phone call, Todd. That's that's close, man. Stafford or, or Cam, and and they're both ranked eight and nine this week. Yeah, that's really close. Arizona um, Cardinals defense pretty legit. Playing against the Lions in Arizona, Cam's playing in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo Bills did a pretty good job of stopping Tom Brady. Sam Bradford threw for 299 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Against Carolina. Or, I'm sorry, against Arizona. Right. 
So it's not like I mean, yeah, they got some playmakers back there, of course. But hey, that's a tough call, you know. I think that again, I, I always kind of boil it down to this sometimes, Bill. Who's the safer play? I think it's Stafford. Who's the boom mm-hmm. bust? I think it's Newton. Newton's up and down. Newton could have a big rushing day, you know, you never know. But uh I think I'm gonna go Stafford as a safer play there for him. A couple more phone calls and emails to get to. 855-478-7030 is our phone number. We're going to Long Island where Dave is patiently waiting because he needs depth at running back. What's up, Dave? Hey, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. How's it going? All right. Not bad. I'm in a little situation. I have pretty solid starting running backs with Adrian Peterson as my number one as well as having Marshall Lynch as my number two. However, this is a Keeper League 12-team non-PPR. Um, I went out there to be a win-now team, went out there and got two stud receivers, tight end, etc. But I was a little thin at the running back, back on the back end for a backup. I have Bryce Brown and Isaiah Pete. Now, I know Isaiah Pete has a lot of upside coming into this week based on how Daryl Richardson kind of didn't really perform as well and Zach Stacey with his chances didn't seem to really take off with it. Um, I'm number one on the waiver wire this week as the 12 team. And obviously we know Edelman had a great team. There's Thomas tight end from... Uh, the Broncos, and I'm only looking in my league, it's pretty intense. I only have Darrell Scott, Jackie Battle, and also Moreno that seem to be standout names on the waiver wire. Do you think it's worth taking a running back this week while I'm at number one, or do you think I should wait? Now, I know AP's bye week is week five, so I have about four weeks to just sit at number one on the waiver wire. Droik Bell's not there? Bell is not there. This league is pretty intense. Bell was actually drafted. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm waiting, Todd, because you know someone's going to emerge on the waiver wire. You already have Bryce Brown. I think someone's going to emerge on the waiver wire down the line. You might want to hold on to that that number one priority this week if, if you're really concerned about your running backs. I'm, 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 I'm concerned, definitely, but it's just a little bit of an issue. In the, the division that I'm in is very, very tough, basically – the four top teams going to a division every year, so right. playing against the four best guys. And, you know, example in that division, you're playing against C.J. Spiller, you're playing against uh, MVP. It's like, you know, everyone's got pretty stacked teams, over 100 points this week. Um, Who's your tight division, end? So. I'm sorry? Who's your tight end? My tight end is um, Jason Witten. So, so you don't need Thomas? I don't need Thomas. I'm good at that. I was only thinking Thomas for potential trade value. Can you, Do you think you'll done. be able to trade him? I guess I'd have to wait and see to see who. This was a tough week because you're looking at six to seven tight ends that were dominant this week, where that's not really common. Um, I know we're going to a throwing league now, but uh, hmm. I, I see maybe in the future, maybe not next week, but a couple weeks holding on to him. I also have Deshaun Jackson sitting on my bench as well. I could also maybe try to move him and pick up Edelman. I mean, it, there's a lot of ideas floating but i'm also i'm not sure if i should just use it or sit at that number one spot i have four weeks till ap goes on by todd what do you think it's tough i mean <laughs> yeah it's tough um someone's tom- gonna someone's yeah. gonna scoop up thomas right and he's got major value right now huge and I don't see that going away, Bill. I think that you know it's kind of weird to you know <laughs> grab a second tight end and you don't really need it. But if you can, tr- if you think you can trade him, it sounds like you've got a really good grasp on your league and the guys in your league. Yeah, is it one of those leagues where there's lots of trades? I'll give you, it, it. There is a lot of trades. I'll give you my lineup, and you can just basically go off that because you might 
think I can get away with that week five and just putting in Pete or Bryce Brown. My quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Victor Cruz, Jason Witten, Andre Johnson, and I have the Patriots defense and the kicker from the Patriots. What do you think, Bill? What's the final verdict on this one? Uh, I think I think if you know that you can trade Thomas, Julius Thomas, you pick him up this week, then I, I would absolutely go for it. Otherwise, I'm sitting on that first waiver priority. Also, you know, you never know. You might be number one this week, and it goes what? So you move to the back of the line, right? Yeah, anytime you pick someone up waivers, you move to the back. So I can so sit maybe, at one. So maybe six or seven guys pick someone up this week. So maybe you're at number three by tomorrow anyway because you move to the back of the line, but then you keep moving up as more people pick. So you could be this back in the very running back heavy league. I mean, What's I could do not take they, the running backs in this league are, are taken within seconds. So that, that's what I'm saying. You might be able to move back up to number three tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many, this is, how many you're guys at only in your three. league? Yeah. Okay. But you're looking at like Skrull, Scott, Jackie Battle, Moshawn Moreno. That that is the running back depth chart right now on the waiver wire. Okay. I'm not picking up Jackie um, Battle, and I'm so, not wasting my waiver claim on Moshawn Moreno. My number I'm not, I'm not I, would wait, I would waste my number four claim, not my number one claim. There's someone that's going to break out. Listen, it happens every single year. There's someone that's going to break out that is going to be the number one claim, hands down, no question about it. That's the guy you want. We saw it with Bryce Brown last year who's on your roster. We saw it with you know Jamal Charles four years ago when Larry, Larry Johnson went down. Uh, it, it just happens. So to me, I love having that number one waiver claim. I would only be picking up Julius Thomas if you know you can trade for him. If not, I'm sitting on it. Okay, thank you very much. All right, we appreciate the call. Take care. Tough decision there, Todd. I don't know what your thoughts about the number one waiver claim are, but in my leagues that I play in, that's gold. It is. It's uh, it's a tough call, man. It's a tough call in week one. But like to your point, what if seven guys make pickups this week? Then you're so then already he, he back moves up to back number, up, yeah. Yeah, you're like number three, you know. You know, it depends on on his league. It seems like he was mentioned in Jackie Battle, and, and, and yeah, uh, if those I mean, guys are getting claimed, then he'll move back up the waiver waiver priority pretty pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tough because it sounds like in his league that most of the running back handcuffs are already snapped up anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like right. who's who's really going to break through in the next couple of weeks? If Marshawn Lynch goes down, for example, you know Christine Michael. I'm sure that guy's already been taken. She probably has him. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're almost looking three deep. I mean, maybe like a McGahey type of guy. You know, that's the kind of guy that needs to break through. A guy that's a running back three or a free agent or something. You know what I mean? I mean, in his league, twelve teamer, where everyone knows what's going on, there's not going to be a lot of guys slipping through the cracks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the guys you mentioned, Bryce Brown, but, Jamal Charles, I mean, they Todd, were all backups. No, that's true that no one's going to slip through the cracks, but when someone does emerge, he has the first priority. No, I'm just saying when someone emerges, he's probably on somebody's roster. Oh, you think he's already claimed. Yeah, I'm thinking all these – I mean, you're talking about Jackie Battle? It sounds to me like all the two the, the two deeps on all, on all 32 teams are already grabbed for the most right. part. You know, unless it's some guy like on a team where there isn't a true handcuff, like at Browns or, uh, you know, someone Stephon like that. Taylor. Yeah, something like yeah, where there's like three guys. You know, Ken, uh, Kendall Hunter's probably gone. Yeah, the Michael James, Kendall Hunter, like you I'm know, guessing, someone like I'm that's going to have to Davis, emerge. Jaquiz Rogers, they're gone. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, man. I mean, I, I do you believe in Thomas? Yeah, I do. The tight end? I mean, do you think he can be a top six, seven, eight tight end? Week in and week out or at the end of the season? End of the season. Yes. Yeah, and he's in non-PPR, which actually helps Thomas in my view. Mm-hmm. Thomas, to me, seems like a big play guy. You know? He has Witten, right? right. Witten is the, the, the safety valve for Tony Romo. It's gold in PPR. Witten. Right. He can catch 100 balls. Like he always does. He hasn't scored a million touchdowns, although he's off to a great start this year. Thomas, in a non-PPR, his value goes up in tight, the world of tight ends because he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna have that huge yards per catch average. Yeah. I mean, he had 22 yards per catch the other night. Five catches, 110, two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to be catching 9, 10 balls a game like Witten can, um, but I think he can catch four or five a, a week and be very productive. And he's going to be – he's obviously a red zone threat. Yeah. I wonder if we should have asked him if he could play his flex as a tight end. Hey, here's the deal. For, if I'm him, here's here's what's going on. I am probably if if he says they can they do a lot of trading. He d- sounds like he has a little bit of value on his bench already, and like Deshaun Jackson's on his bench. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing. I'm probably going to grab Thomas, and I'm going to try to package him. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Because I mean, I'm not uh, you know. No Sean Moreno, Jackie Battle. Not happening for me. No. Not worth it. No. And it's, I mean, you know, so that's what I'm doing. Cor- right, corner of the a- tight end market. I hear you. I hear you. Pack- package them and make a trade. Tyler, let's take a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to recap the injury report from week one and, and kind of look ahead at week two and see how that all will affect your starting lineup. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs more after the break. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. 
promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for Bumps and Bruises. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. A few more minutes left on our Fantasy Football Champ Show, but don't worry, there's plenty of time to get your fantasy football lineup questions, waiver wire advice answered. You can always hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. You can follow Todd at CFFGeek. I am at Bill Enright. Or you can always uh, check out ffchamps.com. We have the expert advice service. Our uh, staff members are waiting around the clock for you to send in your expert advice. So put them to work and uh, submit some expert advice questions. Right, Todd? Eh, they're not doing enough work over there. <laughs> yeah, please. We need more work. <laughs> Keep more questions upon us. That's right. We're not busy enough. We're just twiddling our thumbs over here. Anyway, bumps and bruises is something that we like to do because it helps you prepare for week two. So we look back at week one. Who went down with an injury? Who's looking questionable, doubtful? You heard the intro. And then we kind of run through the list and, and talk about the players that should be fine. You may have to worry about uh, someone like a Danny, Edelman, uh, Danny Amendola. So let's start off with quarterbacks, Todd. Tony Romo suffered a rib injury. Did you see that play? He got sandwiched between two Giants defensive tackles. He played with broken ribs in the past. We're kind of skeptical whether or not he has broken ribs right now, but he seems like he's going to be ready to play in week one, week two. Yeah, how about the misinformation coming out of Dallas? Always, they're, always misinformation coming out of that place. They're never going to tell us, you know. They're, oh, they're real, knocked out, so the wind knocked right. out of them. Okay. Right, the wind knocked out of them, yeah. Sure, okay, yeah. He comes out in the second half, and he's wincing all over the place. Yeah, he, he looked like he was pretty badly beat up. Look, you're never going to know what happened here. You're just going to have to watch him and see what, if he looks like he's got problems. If he gets hit again in the ribs, is it going to cause problems or not? You know, mm-hmm. Half the time, these rib injuries, you never know what's going to happen until after the season. And then they'll say, yeah, well, Romo, you know, remember that injury? Remember in week one, yeah, he actually cracked a couple of ribs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, Tony Romo, for all his faults, he's a pretty tough guy. He'll play through it. Uh, but, yeah, something worth monitoring. Uh, Blaine Gabbert from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We kind of said this in the beginning of the show. He cut his hand. He needs five stitches. Hopefully, Chad Henney's going to be the starter in week two. I thought it was 15 stitches. Oh, what did I say? Five. Oh, 15, yeah. I'm so dyslexic. Got to give him some credit for this. Yeah, 15 scars. stitches. My, my mistake. 15. We talked about this before. We like Kenny fantasy-wise. That'll help Cecil Shorts. That'll help MJD. This is a good thing for fantasy owners. And Gabbert has zero value anyway. Blaine Gabber, I mean, if you were even considering him, at, if you have him on your roster, please send me an invite to your league because I would love to play. Yeah. Yeah. Running backs, Jamal Charles from the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people were in panic mode quickly when they saw that he came out of the game with a bruised quad, but he came back in after the injury. The Chiefs ended up pulling him from action because they had such a big league, a big lead. He should be fine. Quad injury, you know. Get, hop in the ice tub, get a massage, good to go. Not worried about him, Bill, but I am worried about Shane Vereen. I've got him on almost all of my rosters. He fractured his left wrist. He's out two to four weeks. Ugh. This one's hurt. This one hurts, Todd. You and I both have him in a lot of leagues. He looked great in week one. We thought he would be kind of like a Darren Sproles for the Patriots this year, and it certainly seemed that that's what the way they were going to use him, both in the passing game and in the ru- rushing attack. 
He's out for a couple weeks here. Hopefully he comes back and he'll be fine. Big difference, two weeks versus four, bud. Yeah, hopefully it's two weeks. <laughs> but it could be four. Right. Well, Apparently he broke a bone on his left wrist. He played that, through it. That the bone was lying on his nerve. So that's why it was so painful and that's why he needed surgery. But he did play through it. You're right. Which is a good sign. Maybe he's a fast, you know, speedy recovery. Speedy recovery. Hmm. LaRod Stevens Howling, Bill torn ACL out for the year. Very little fantasy value there, but uh, worth basically noting. none. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Bush did lo- dislocate his finger and kind of had an injured groin, but he was able to finish the game, and the finger should be no problem. Yeah. Not, uh, always worried about Reggie Bush, but I'm not too too uh, freaked out about these particular injuries. I'm, I'm more worried about the groin than I am with the finger. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, Des Bryant has a sprained foot. The MRI results came back that it was a mild foot sprain, not to be confused with a mid-foot sprain, which would mean he has some Liz Frank problems. Did you see him smash the Gatorade bottle when he... He was not happy. Yeah, Not happy. He didn't do much in the game. Then he had a little injury. He was not too happy about anything. Are we worried about Des Bryant? Uh, I not yet. No, not yet. Let's see what happens in week two. This injury, he's played through injuries before. He's kind of, um, you know, strong guy when it comes to injuries. He plays through them. So we're not too worried about Des Bryant's foot injury right now. No, but I am worried about Danny Amendola. Briefly went to the locker room during the game with a groin injury, returned to action, had a lot of receptions. But right now, coming out on the on the news report that, He's not expected to play. In, what's the report, Todd? He's not expected ah. to play, but he hasn't been ruled out. I don't even know what that means. Well, it's Bill Belichick basically messing with us, right? Yeah. I mean, so right uh, now they're saying he's not expected to play, but he has yet to been. He's yet to yeah, be ruled out. He probably won't play, but we haven't completely said he won't play. Basically, awesome. that's what they're saying. Awesome. And they play Thursday, though. I mean, that's that's the issue, right? Right. So it's <laughs> they a short a couple week. days, two days. So quick turnaround. They're playing the Jets. You would hope they could beat the Jets without him. Yeah. However, what we saw against the Bills, maybe that's not such a uh, you know foregone conclusion. But the quick turnaround that has me very concerned for this week. Yeah, maybe it might be better that they uh, leave him inactive so we can leave him so inactive, rest and heal. Yeah, bring him and Gronk back in in ten days instead there of you go. The, the quick turnaround. Moving over to the Baltimore Ravens, where Jacoby Jones has a sprained MCL. He ran, or his own guy ran into him. He's Ridiculous. out four to six weeks. Yeah, Marlon Brown uh, takes advantage of that situation and becomes someone to monitor on your waiver wire. Certainly, Marquise Goodwin from the Buffalo Bills fractured his hand. He is out, unknown uh, time for time of return. Tight ends: Dwayne Allen left week one with an injured hip. He says he's fine, but we're waiting to see what the official report is this week. And then Zach Sudfeld, Bill, pulled his hamstring. And as you wrote in the notes here, he was absolutely awful on top of that. That's right. <laughs> so not only did he pull his hamstring, but he was bad before the hamstring. Oh, pulled. the one interception went off his hands. Rob Gronkowski can't come back soon enough. Yeah. How about right? the one target? One target. I think they had three targets to tight ends in, in, in all. All their tight ends. They had three targets to tight ends. Right, that's that's. I was shocking. I was not surprised. I was very surprised by that. Very surprised. Hmm. Not you. Um, 
You you were all over Sudfeld last week. I was. I'm just really disappointed. I had him in my starting lineup. Zero points from him. I'm just too frustrated to even comment on him without being totally biased. Well, yeah, I have him as a backup to Vernon Davis, so I I didn't uh, I didn't start Sudfeld there. Thank God. Uh, we got a quick question on the emails. Andy Brewster hit me up on Twitter as well. He would be trading Reggie Bush and the De- oh, excuse me. He would be trading Dwayne Bow and Ryan Matthews, and in return, he would be getting Reggie Bush and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, on the surface, not knowing anything about anything, because he doesn't give us his lineups. I can tell you his lineup because oh. he just answered me back on Twitter. Gotcha. Well, um, then give me the info. All right, so he's got Brandon Marshall, Pierre Garcon, Brian Hartline. At, at, and Golden Tate at wide receiver. At running back, he has Trent Richardson, Bedrarvis Green-Ellis, Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead. So Reggie Bush, he can certainly use Reggie Bush in the running PPR? back. PPR? Uh, doesn't say. Doesn't I'm, doing say this, I'm doing the trade. Trading Dwayne Bowe and Ryan Matthews to get Reggie Bush and DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. He's got Marshall Garcon, Golden Tate, Brian Hartline. Certainly doesn't need Dwayne Bowe. It would help his team, but he doesn't need Bowe. Reggie Bush, on the other hand, he could really use Reggie Bush. Richardson, Sproles, and Bush becomes a great running back combination if you got a flex as well. Hey, and I like what I saw out of Hopkins. A lot of targets. Five grabs, I believe you had? Yeah, he he was heavily involved. He might be the most productive, maybe outside of Tavon Austin, one of the most productive rookies this year at the wide receiver position. I mean, he, he was involved, man. Yeah. Five catches, 66 yards. Concussion seems to be a thing of the past. Hopefully. All right, so we're doing this trade for our guy, Andy. Uh, quick lineup question from Mad Dog. Pick one, Todd. Tony Romo or Cam Newton? This week. Mm. Romo. I'm going with Romo. I'm going with Romo against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, it's kind of hard to. Hmm. Romo comes in at number oh, 13 on the FFCPI. Cam Newton comes in at number 8. Wow, I didn't know it was that big of a difference. Yeah, I, I might go Cam it's... Newton. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not a no-brainer. It's kind of like the Stafford-Newton one. Right. Remember, we had the other caller. Yeah. It was Cam Newton and Matt Stafford, and this is kind of similar. You know, the Romo I'm going to go beat... Cam here. I'm going to go Cam. Yeah, leaning toward Cam. How about the flex? Joyke Bell, Dwayne Bower, Mike Wallace. It is a half-point PPR league. I'm leaning toward Dwayne Bow. Yeah, I think I'd go Bow here. If there's any type of PPR, I'm going to go Bow. Joyke Bell, you know, he caught the five balls last week, but or five or six balls last week. I don't see that happening every week. Right, neither do I. And Mike Wallace, wait and see on that punk. Yeah, Dwayne Bow is in and your flex. And for tight end, Todd, ooh, this one's tough. Jared Cook or Julius Thomas? <sighs> Jason Witten just burnt the New York Giants. Uh, Julius Thomas is in at number seven on the FFCPI. Jared Cook's in at number five. The Falcons got I, burnt you know, by Jimmy Graham. For the same reason, we, we talked about something similar to this earlier. I'm going to go Cook. I think Cook is more of a primary receiver for the Rams right. than Thomas is for Denver. That's why we got him higher on the FFCPI. Jared Cook is the answer, and that was for Mad Dog. All right, Todd, week one is in the books. Week two, we are full steam ahead. A lot happened in today's show. We're going to be back on the airwaves Thursday for Football Nation, 12 o'clock to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on footballnation.com and on ffchamps.com. And, of course, you can always find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or on the Archive podcast player. 
on footballnation.com. Bill, can I uh, go off on a positive note? Uh Uh-huh. Last week, I believe you asked me, outside of Adrian Peterson, who has the chance to lead the NFL in rushing? What was my answer? Uh, LaShawn McCoy. Who leads the NFL in rushing? (laughs) LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, baby. You got it right. That's a a great prediction right there. We'll see what happens with guys like Doug Martin, Trent Richardson, C.J. Spiller. Well, Sean McCoy certainly in the running to finish in the top five. Dougie Dougie Martin, a little disappointed in him. There were a lot of disappointing performances from running backs this weekend. So if you're down, you're feeling a little bit down about your first-round pick, chances are – you know, the running back did not come to play or did not live up to expectations. I mean, we can go down the list, Todd. Doug Martin, C.J. Spiller, uh, Ray Rice had a pretty good game. Marshawn Lynch did not have a good game. Maurice Jones-Drew did not play well. Trent Richardson did not play well. A lot of running backs, big disappointments this week, but, you know, it's only one game. Sometimes the defenses are ahead of the offense. I think everything will get back to normal by week two. Well, the one of my favorite things to do um, on the website, Bill, is, and we'll do it on the radio as well, is after two or three weeks when people start to truly panic. Let's say C.J. Spiller struggles again next week. Yeah. People freak out. Right. You can swoop in on those people, man. Yeah, take, buy low, sell I'll take C.J. Spiller off your hands. Yeah, we'll do trade bait and prey in a couple of weeks as, as you know, love as soon as we get a better grip. We're, I love that. I love trade bait and prey. Uh, yeah. It usually, like you said, it's usually after weeks, probably week three. Right. Probably week three. Got a good grip. People start figuring, freaking out and overreacting. All right, Todd, any last-minute words before we take off for today? Nope. I'm feeling good, Bill. I I won almost all my leagues. I love hearing that. Love hearing that. Feeling good. Eagles won. All is right with the world. (laughs) Todd's feeling good. My fantasy teams are feeling good. Hopefully all of our listeners' fantasy teams are doing well. I uh, appreciate you listening. You can always follow us on FF Champs at tw- on Twitter at FF Champs. Uh, ask your questions anytime if you're listening to us on demand. Uh, we'll be back again live Thursday, Football Nation 12 to 2 on the Football Nation Radio Network. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Champs, and best of luck in Week 2. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.